Stream PC UK. Why, hello and welcome to episode 157 of uh, Extreme PC UK podcast. Today is the 17th of March, 2022. The future's here. I'm your host, Nick, also known as Extreme PC UK across everything. And today on the show, we have... Greg Amber 25 here again for another fantastic podcast. Axon and the future is here too. <laughs> future's everywhere. It's getting all of us. It is. I feel like it's I'm too far in into the future. even Eastern Standard Time Zone. Well, well technically, that. we can't we can't see the future even at any point. So saying the future is here makes absolutely actually no sense. But hey, well, it does because <laughs> when I was in the eighties and I was enjoying life, uh, then I got here somehow. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, I don't remember how. <laughs> would you, if you could, would you have poured yourself in the eighties mm, to go back to maybe. them days where you had a Nintendo and you had a uh, a Sega Mega Drive and you just chilled. In front of your TV with your beans on toast. I think I would go more with the 90s. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why I'm even saying to this you because you don't do that, did you, in Florida? You did fish dip. No beans. You did fish dip. We did other things, but no beans. Beans were on <laughs> Franks. They're hot dogs. <laughs> Chili cheese, hot dogs with beans. Clax, mm. uh, I think you're muted, mate. Am I? You was for no, a second, there. Eh? We couldn't hear you. Your mouth was moving, but we weren't hearing yeah, it's just the usual, like, trying to get a word in edgeways in this podcast. But I was just going to say, what is, <laughs> is the that, 80s? I is can't that, remember. Is that more from me side, my side, or, or Gray's side? Wait a minute, um, the 80s? I, I think... he, look, he jumped in then, you didn't even get to <laughs> yeah, no, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> he can't do oh, it, well. like, It's like a usual week, it's all good. <sighs> How's everybody I in know. the chat? Is everybody good today? <laughs> I hope you're all good and well. Um, before we get into it, I'm just going to say... Um, a big apology on my part because I have been so busy with insomnia, with uh, different sponsorship deals going on and stuff like that, that I'm proper been busy. And man, I haven't streamed now for probably four or five days, which like, I hope everybody's all right with it because I'm doing my best. And <laughs> as soon as I get a chance to do a stream, I will do a stream. And trust me, we're going to be talking about Elite Dangerous in a minute. Uh, massive new update came out and I ain't got to play it yet. Which but is... I did, so that's okay. Oh, so you're going to give me all the spoilers uh, all the way through? No, no, no. You've already heard the spoilers, except for one which you have to see visually. One that I have to no. see visually? Yes. Well, the biggest spoiler is doing the jump, but you haven't done it yet, and so you can't spoil it unless you look at it. You didn't look at it yet, have you? Then it hasn't been spoiled. So I don't get what you mean, though. So something's wrong with the jump? No, no. Everything's great with the jump. But I, when you're, but I'm saying I'm not going to spoil it or spoil anything. And oh, you've right. I don't mind spoiling anyway. it, but spoil it when we talk about it in like half hour, and then you can spoil okay. spoil away because I want to know spoil all about away. it. And I've got a few questions no myself about stuff. Um, right, let's get into some of the stuff that's uh, been going on recently. Um, gaming nights and stuff like that. Uh, I know you've got a social night, and you've got uh, you're doing a night for yourself, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, March 26th, we're going to do a little entertainment talk kind of thing. Uh, it's going to start 7.30 UK on the 26th, which is a Saturday. Not this coming Saturday, but the following. It's just an impromptu kind of thing that kind of bore off of the entertainment chat room that uh, Nick was uh, very gracious to let me have, and we've been having a blast in that room. And so now we're just kind of expanded it. And I, I got to thank everybody out there in the community because I set the event up and, you know, you don't always expect everybody to click on the interested button. And in the past we've had, you know, whatever, 10, 12 people. And all of a sudden within like 
a day and a half, I had 19 people. <laughs> I'm like, wow, <laughs> if they all show up, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd so be cool. I have to thank. I have to thank cool. everybody in the community. Yeah, it'd be fun. Um, I was going to say to you, you might need to just move back from that mic a little bit. I don't know what's with your mic recently. It never used to be doing that, but it's popping quite well, a lot. No, don't 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 me? fall off the back of that chair, though, Gray. <laughs> Don't go that far. <laughs> hey, five hundred dollars chair. I better not fall off the back of it. Look, see. It, do you know what? Um, when I don't know which company it was, I've got a feeling it might be uh, it might be your company that with your chair, but there was mm -hmm. a big deal about. They was like. One thing you can do on our chairs is you can pull the lever and you can put the back flat and lay on yeah. it and it won't flip you and catapult you backwards. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can go back quite a bit. Go on, do it. I need to test it. I'm not, no. Oh, you're not <laughs> trusting that chair to have your life flying off backwards? No, I, I, don't, I don't usually use my chair to sleep like that in, so uh, no, I'm good. But yeah, you can go back quite a bit, almost level. Yeah, see, mine, I've, I've got a Corsair one and I think my one goes right down. I've never done it, to be fair. Maybe we should start yeah. a new trend where everybody has to uh, put their chairs flat and first one to fall off loses. <laughs> what we'll do is we'll take our cameras for the next podcast and put them up over our head. <laughs> all and then we'll down. all just lay back. <laughs> Everyone and, like, laying down. <laughs> do the whole show like this. Oh, It'd be man. great, man. Uh, Alcohol of this says, cut the excuses. There are 24 hours in a day, plenty of time. Dude, you really do not realize. I've been waking up oh, at like man. 8 in the morning. Um editing videos and making videos and unboxing stuff and getting things prepped and prepping uh, the streamer stuff. Um, there's going to be lots going on and I've got lots of stuff to talk to. In fact, I've got so much stuff to talk about that I can't even get through it all today. I'm just going to keep remembering things and jumping backwards and forwards from them. Um, one thing I'm going to talk about quickly is I-68 because uh, there's been a lot of updates with things at I-68. I know everybody's excited. We've got, what is it, just just under a month? now is it yeah yeah april wow, 14th so right fast like it i feel is. like it's going crazy like i can't keep up with everything that's going on with the podcast and with like uh insomnia and what's going on there uh so basically some of the things i want to talk about is the first thing we have to talk about i've got a bone to pick with uh you gray uh oh so we set up channel points on my stream and the yep. idea was that if everybody has a community because when you watch my stream on twitch you collect so many uh, points per per minute. And so we decided up, you can do a thing called a community goal. And then if you watch, say you watch for an hour, you'll get like X amount of points. And what you can do is you can put them in the, you can make me do silly things on stream, or you can put that, them into the pot for the community goal. Now, obviously I, I don't have a massive following on Twitch. I'm just like, a, like pretty low down the scale. So we didn't think we'd get that many points. And then, so I was going to set the community goal for basically if everybody gets to this point goal and they complete it in 30 days uh and gray was working out all of the different things he was going to make me do um what happens is i have to then carry out what the community want me to do now it started off as like some rabbit things or whatever i don't know what that was so that got the changed. bunny ears yeah yeah so <laughs> basically then everybody decided that i would be a goth for the whole stream at insomnia now I said I wanted to do 100,000 points. So me and Gray then spoke about it. It was a bit like, meh, meh. And then Gray basically managed to get me down to like 50,000 points. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe we got to make it realistic so people can do it. Anyway, my stream goes live three days. Three days, not even 30 days, yeah? <laughs> and everybody's completely smashed that. So I now have to dress as a goth from like the waist upwards. Um... 
And I don't know what 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 we're gonna get. Are we gonna get like a, a rock wig? What what's your plans? What are we doing? I, I'm. I mean, I know that uh, Brutal Sue, which is one of the people that are going to be at the show, she offered to do the makeup for you. So yeah, we so got she's going to do my makeup. <laughs> right. So that's covered. So now we got to figure out: Do we need? I think you do need some kind of scraggly wig. Yeah. Or you'd have, or you'd cut all the hair off of Captain Curly and stick it on your head. One of the two. Oh well, I saw Captain Curly <laughs> yesterday, and someone cut his hair short, and he's not happy about it. Oh seriously? They no way. His, they cut his hair like about three inches about above his ear. Uh, Oh my bunch god! Bunch of hair, but then it just stopped here. He was like, "Man, I got grow this back. I can't believe it." Uh, cheers for them, bits, I mean, Callum. Um, but I know yeah. when you posted the when you posted the picture of him for the i sixty eight, the the whole frame of the picture is taken up by his hair like this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? Um, they've everybody's been put on the creators uh, tavern now on the site. Um, yeah. It's gonna be pretty good at Insomnia. We're gonna be doing on the Friday night. It'll be pub quiz. So everyone that's got a pub quiz ticket, you're more than welcome to come and hang with us at the show. Um, and then the next night, um, apparently we're gonna be going to a private party. But if people who are with us will probably be able to get in because um, we'll get them in with us, sort of thing, as our group. Uh, but yeah, so I'm gonna start looking. I need the, the community need to start looking at what kind of like wig they want. Because you can either go, yeah, now this is where it gets funny. You can either go with like the rock star black wig, which is all spiky hair, but it's like 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 a rock star. But then you can also get like um Adam's family. What's the mum in Adam's family? Morticia. Morticia, the, yeah. The, but the, the long, straight, long straight black hair. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah, but then a lot of people have to go like with the crew cut too. Yeah, how it many be, of you are be... looking well forward to seeing me dressed up like this? I, I think mean, it's I am. Great. You could I also think... go as the new Batman too, because if anyone's seen the new Batman film, the new Batman's pretty goth and emo. Really? <laughs> yep. Oh, I haven't seen it. We'll have to have a look. But Gray, you're going to have to try and get me some images of what things you want me to do. Um, okay. I know Brutal Sue's going to do my makeup, so I'm probably just going to be like black eyeliner, and I don't know what else. Um, probably black knowing you, lot, eyes knowing and, you lot yeah. being idiots it would probably be like you get black permanent marker and then draw it all over my face or something i can't get it off i'm stuck like it for three days yeah <laughs> i wouldn't be happy i'll tell you that i definitely wouldn't be happy with that um maybe is, is there any kind of goth food or anything do you have to eat special goth food that'd be that'd be interesting food? i don't know you know like food you know like raw eggs or something what, or... What, what, where's this going <laughs> Man, well, they I'd have love the appearance... to get inside of his little mind. Where did that I mean, go you know, from goth doing a stream I, to food? I mean, sometimes when you see the characters, they're they're eating like some strange stuff. I mean, maybe it might be kind of cool. I'm pretty sure, Gray, goths are normal people. Will eat the same food. Well, I didn't say they weren't normal, but <laughs> going Pizza Hut can I have the goth pizza? You could be please? like you could be like uh, Ozzy it's Osbourne. It's only got black olives the... on it. <laughs> you could be like Ozzy Osbourne and bite the head off a hamster or something. It was a bat. Or licorice. Or bat, whatever a it was. bat, bite the head off it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Now we're talking. You nutters. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna get back to the points thing. So when my stream went live, three um three streams in, and everybody absolutely battered the points. And it's funny because just going live now, Gray's put six thousand points going to Colonia. Alcoholiday's put six thousand points going to Colonia as well, which means I'm probably yep. gonna end up doing a trip to Colonia. Uh, in Elite Dangerous. Uh, 36%'s been raised, 26 days left. Yeah, you should make it to Colonia. Wow. And I put down 80,000 points to make it more realistic. Um, right, let's get into uh, the, the proper part of the podcast now. Um, and what I wanted to like to do is, 
uh, the nice people over at Epos have sent me a nice pair of uh, headphones to test out. So I'm going to be what I'm going to be doing is um, on this podcast. I, I actually had these like about a week ago. Um, I'm going to get them there because the light is a bit bright. Let me turn that light down so everyone can actually see them. It's beautiful. Well, we're night, yeah. night vision. Night vision. It's night vision. <laughs> but the lights are so bright, sometimes it's hard to see what you're actually doing. So, um, and this is more for the podcast. So it's not mainly for viewing this. It's more about to go out for people listening to hear about what these headphones are all about, what's going on. And so basically, we're going to be taking a first look at them. Um, and I literally, uh, I cut the tape open on this. I literally took the lid off, but I haven't done anything else. So everything in this box is exactly like it is uh, when you get them. Um, and these are basically the H6 Pro. Um, and they're basically uh, closed acoustic. So do, do you guys know about open and closed headphones? Yeah, what's the closed? Oh. You, you hear less sounds outside, but open, you, you hear more sounds outside. Yeah, yeah. So these are the closed ones. Um, so I'm assuming they're gonna they're gonna be a lot more tighter on your ears, um, and gonna, it's gonna be a lot more like uh, sound, like removing the sound from from outside when you're playing. Right, let me get this box open. It's not the easiest thing to do with this with this stuff here. Right, so let's have a look. Let's get the hatchet out. <laughs> don't you don't you love boxes when you open the box and you feel the air? It's just like creeping out of the box. Like, and whoosh. it smells. It's got that new smell. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why I even did that. You said it's got that smell. Yeah. So I sniffed <laughs> but it. It's got that smell. I don't have a sense of they smell. Stuck his nose right in it. <laughs> I don't even have a sense of smell though. So as you can see, straight off, um, the the lid of the box is very very high quality. Uh, and to be fair, all the headphones that I've ever bought before, they literally come in a pack and you open them, and they're just like sitting in plastic inside, like thin plastic do you know what i mean right yeah um what i noticed with these is straight away the quality is like really really high um it's almost like it's in a trophy box like when have you seen headphones turn up like that i'm gonna try and get yeah, a bit closer nice. to the camera for you so almost look, looks like a display case yeah so it is like a display case if you can see all the foam it's cut round. the whole thing's in foam um let me take them out and it's got written just at the bottom, uh, the power of audio. Uh, so for everybody that's just uh, listening on the podcast, obviously, if you're on Twitch, you can watch. But if you're not on Twitch, then obviously you can't watch. Um, but these, the box is very, very high quality. It's very solid. You can tell, you know, like sometimes you can just tell the quality of something by the packaging it comes in. And I notice yeah. it in a lot of computer parts, you get that. You can always tell, like, they've, they've gone the extra mile when the box is solid and the, the, the way it's been packed. So like in here, it's all in the foam. It's all very tight. Let me get these out of here. And I, I haven't looked into much. I don't know if you can see a bit better there. Look, you can see the proper cutouts now. Are, are yeah. You know? It's nice. Um, yep. And I don't know if there's more stuff in the bottom there. We'll open that in a minute. But straight off straight off the bat, you can see, like, they're very, they're very lightweight. And they, they feel small enough that they're not going to be massive like if you look at my hand to them uh they've got a really really nice uh soft padded top around the top of them and do you know what i had a pair of headphones before i can't remember the name of them um but you, you see the pad you get around that goes across the top of your head right um, and you probably remember them gray they had three they had three lumps on them 
And I was yeah. assuming that them ones were to 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 like take less room on your head. And what happened is when I'd take them off, I'd get like imprints on on my actual head. Yeah. Have any of you ever had that? They had like a strap like below, and the strap used to wrap your head, and yeah. you used to get the the dents in your head from. The... Yeah, and I'd literally take the headphones yeah. off, and I'd be like, "Man, I've got dents in my head," and I was a bit worried about it, you know. Um, and but like on these, what you can see is they're very smooth, and you can see I don't know if you can see it on the camera the actual band that goes around your head is very very soft, um, and looks really nice. Now this is the uh, the white pair. Uh, they come in like I believe they come in like a, a black, uh, a white, and they also come in like a green, which is like a gunmetal grey sort of colour, um, and like a dark. Only way I can say it is like a dark British racing green, which is a very unique colour uh, for headsets. Um, and like from the people that I've seen that have been using these, because obviously I've shown these to a lot of people, um, they really really like the the different colours rather than just the white and black what would you two like to see different color headphones or i mean i think white and black are pretty standard but you know i'd get one to match the witcher maybe over here <laughs> <laughs> that is white and black <laughs> i know that's what i meant <laughs> i think uh uh you know nerds like us do like to color coordinate our peripherals and our whole setup right and generally black and white is yeah. pretty standard but the yeah, forest they, green they sounds they go good everything. i I love that green. Um, I know exactly what green color you're talking about. Yeah. From your description. It's not like, see, I, I've seen someone else describe it as British racing green, but I think it's more darker than that. But it's almost like, you know how you get like a silver or you get a gold and they look very like high end, but this green is sort of, it sort of fits in with that sort of high end look. Um, but yeah, getting back to them so far, they're, they're very small, very light. Um, and I notice on the sides of them, if you was to get the open ones, I don't know if I, it's hard to show you this because obviously I've got a microphone in my face. Um, and obviously this is a podcast. It's not like a YouTube video. So it's not like I've done the video purely to show off these, these items. So you can see on the side of the cup on these, because they're closed, it's a solid piece of plastic all the way around. But if you go for the open ones, I believe in this area, you've actually got like a mesh and that mesh is obviously where the sounds allowed in um have you have any of you used open open headphones before i have in the past i tend to prefer the closed though yeah. i think it's more immersive i think it's more immersive when they're closed just being blocked out for everybody the world going around yeah. you see i find i find like for me i like closed because i would like to be I want the noise to be dampened from outside and I want my game sound to be right. crisp and loud. But then I do see a market a lot for open because like my sons, if they put closed headphones on, they start shouting at everyone <laughs> like a lot. And I have to keep, yeah. do you remember how many times you see me turn Leo down because he's shouting out of his headphones. Um, so yeah. for in that situation, the open ones would probably be really, really helpful because you, and I think what it is, you know, when you like put your fingers in your ears and you, you, you sort of hear, do you know that feeling where you, you can't hear your voice, but you can hear it like you're holding your nose and ears? And I think that's, yeah, what, like... I think that's what people get. So having the open for them kinds of people really helps out uh, with the sound. Okay, I would so... think the open one, if it was me, the open ones would be maybe like if you have a family and you have to hear what's going on, or if your kid is going to scream for you, you need to hear them, then you might get open Yeah, because you need to hear them. But if you don't, and that does, that's not a matter, then I always would go close. 
Uh, Trev's already saying, classy unboxing. Looking forward to those bad boys. <laughs> uh, so basically, um, going forward with what I was saying. So they, like I said, they're very small. They're very light. Um, the cups on them are, are actually pretty big. Uh, and one thing I've seen from headphones in the past is where the cups don't actually fit over your full ear. And you sort of get this like crunching. And what happens is, even though your ears only moved a little bit down, what actually happens is, over like six hours, not that you should be gaming for six hours straight, but we do. I'm not going to lie. Um, that's what <laughs> I would do. Basically, that over time presses and on your ears. And then sometimes some headphones have hurt in the past. Now, these have got like some really, it, it's like suede finish. And they're very, very soft and squashy. Um, so I'm assuming they'll be pretty good. I'm intrigued to see how they go with the glasses, you know? Yeah. Because the, the headphones I currently use, the glasses do push pressure into my head um but then again i'm not like most people i've got a fat head so i will give that Klaxon, you don't see the thicker head. thicker glasses <laughs> i've i've got a wide head sure. <laughs> wide boy I, head. I, i've been called a fat head once in a while but you know, <laughs> 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 um yeah so like overall quality on them it seems very very high end they're they're very flexible look so it's like bendable they feel very strong um I'm going to get through adjustable? this band at the top. There's a band. Obviously, it's got like a nice metal. It's all metal. Um, and I think that oh, is a go. very nice touch as well. So if I can show you, you've got you've got a proper metal band. Oh, they have it marked. Yeah, yeah. and they're even and there's, marked. There's marked. So yeah. that you can see, and you can see like the, the, the reflection on how yeah. nice quality that finish is. I don't think I've seen any with marks on them before. That's the first really? time I've seen that. Well, the yeah. thing is, when you put them on your head, most people just pull them down, don't they? And then obviously they pull them down, and you don't know, you don't know. Um, but the, these headphones, from what I've seen, is they're, they're going for a very, very high end um, quality. And if you look at the sides of the cups, then they're not like normal headphones. They've they've got like like an extra piece of plastic on them. So the cups can move in all directions. Look, so if I show you there like that, you see this piece here. So right. that allows it to move that way and that way. So it's not very, it's not, it's not like rigid on your head where most headphones don't do that. Um, it's got like a really nice touch for a metal piece on the side as well. Um, <laughs> what are the little funny comments in chat, but I'm not going to read them. <laughs> <laughs> What are the little lines on the side? So, are they, um, uh, just... The little lines on the side, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that's just their branding. Uh, it's just okay. a nice little piece of inserted, it looks like inserted uh, polished metal so e, as a e logo. E yeah. Yeah. logo. Yeah. yeah. So nice little logo on the side. Um, one of the other things about these is the microphone, it actually has a, a really big microphone. So you notice the microphone, it, compared to most microphones, it's much bigger. Uh, and it's much longer and it also it's got like the drop down feature up to mute um and you can actually you can actually click it off as well so you don't have to have the microphone on there um i believe it comes with a plate which i'll look in the box in a minute uh, another nice feature the cable completely disconnects which oh, you don't see different. that on a lot of headphones and what's the first thing that normally goes on a headphone is where someone's moving around all the time and they break that little that little end bit off or the cable. So you can get replacement cable without having to go and buy uh, a whole new set of headphones. 
Hulkamania. Yeah, that's clever. And like I said, I haven't tried these out yet. And what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be using these now all the way up to Insomnia and all the way through. So my mic that's on the desk now, that's going to be going. Um, and I'm going to be fully testing these out uh, over long term. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep everybody updated on, on how I feel about them, what I think about them, if I think they're worth the money. Because uh, I think the price the price bracket for these is, is around £130, I believe, around that sort of price. I'm not 100% sure because um, I haven't looked at the price of them. Uh, but I'll be getting to that when I actually talk about the, what I believe they're actually like to talk to when I've used them. Um, all I wanted to do today is just open the box, see what you get in the pack, talk about what 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 you feel. What do you what do you guys feel about them? I, I like everything I've seen about them. I I like the idea of being able to disconnect the cable because that's one of your biggest problems in any kind of wired headsets. The microphone looks pretty good too. It looks like it's a little larger and maybe a little more dynamic than yeah. uh, just your typical one. Yeah. What I'm gonna do quickly okay. now is I'm just gonna because in the box you get a, a box at the bottom. And I'm just going to double check there's nothing else in there. Uh, so it comes with a nice. Oh, yeah. A nice little branded box there. Uh, you like the, um, the the aesthetic of them, right? Because I can imagine you you can wear them when you're streaming, but you could probably get away with wearing them in the office too. Like they, they've got a yeah, bit definitely. of an Apple look, right? Yeah, you definitely could. Like. They don't look like too kind of right RGB. But let me put them on. Um, let me give, I'm going to give, um, so I'm going to put them on, I'm going to put them on 04, both sides, just to see, because I've got quite a big head, to be fair. Big head, Sam. Um, actually, I'll put my big, I've got a hat on, and I? So I normally wear a hat when I stream as well, so I'm going to put them on the 6. But I tell you what, just opening these up, they're so solid. They really are, like, really rigid there, like, it really feels, you know, like, you can feel the quality of, like, when something's solid. Yeah, it doesn't feel cheap. Okay, now he's got him on his head. He can't I hear can't us. I can't hear you. He's got the headphones <laughs> yeah, on. Probably a good thing. <laughs> Say anything you want about Nick now. Hey, Nick. Nick's got a fat head. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> Look Do at you know that beard turning gray. <laughs> I might shout for a little bit because they're noise cancelling. And so I, I can't hear half the stuff. But I tell you what, because the, the, obviously I've not tried these on at all. Um, and the, what feels the nicest about these is the cups don't touch my ears at all. I feel like... I can feel the pressure around the side of my head, but the cups inside, my ears, they're flapping about in there. Like if I moved fast, my ears would flap in there, you know. Um, microphones are really good length. Uh, it feels longer than most, most microphones. Uh, and it feels like it is right out where it needs to be. Um, I know a lot of them, you, you bend yourself and stuff, but this just feels like in the right place. And it's, it's pretty easy to go up and down. On the right-hand side, uh, you've got this little disc and you can do all your volume from that and stuff, which is nice. Cool. Right, back in the room. I've taken them off now. But yeah, <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to give these a rundown. Um, and obviously, I'm going to work out what I think the sound is like. If they're the sort of thing that I would I would go out and get myself um, and how much I like them. Uh, but I've got to say from, from the off, they do look really nice. And I really like the, I really, I feel like the fact they're in white. I've always wanted white headphones, and now, I, now I've got some. <laughs> makes, it look, makes it look clean. Yeah. What are you trying to say? I'm not clean. Well, that depends <laughs> on where your head is, but... <laughs> Cheeky man. Um, one thing I'm going to do before we get... Just before that, 
I'm going to put them uh, back in the box before we carry on with the rest of the podcast. Um, and what I'm going to do is just have a look at what comes in the box with them. Because obviously that's another really important thing. And this box does look... It looks pretty packed from, from what you can see. Yeah. So let's have a look. So the first thing you've got is uh the cable and that's it's really nice white white braided cable um and it's got your mic uh and your sound oh and it even comes with uh the single cable as well for like you know like a controller so you can do that as oh, well cool. uh where's that where's that detachable cord that is the detachable cord oh okay okay so look here's the detachable cord it's a bit bright. Cool. My lights are too bright here. Obviously, I'm in the spotlight. Um, and then you've also got like uh, the the button replacement for if you take your mic off to put on the side to cover the hole. Comes with a light. A, a lot of nice packaging. Uh, all your regular sort of instructions and stuff. But yeah, so like so far from what I've seen, I'm really, really excited to use these headphones um and see how they go um because they see. do they do look real high quality um well, since you can take the mic off too you can use them for regular listening to music yeah well that's what um that's what uh, uh Plax was just saying wasn't it he was saying like and the thing is i think they just sit nice in a box as well look you just you could have that on the side and put your headphones in the box at night yeah, don't get dirty. <laughs> I get rid of that little head over there now, can't I? So I don't have to put my headphones on it anymore. Um, you won't get any dust, and they won't walk away at night. But like, even the front <laughs> side of the box is all is all shaped, so they're they're perfectly fit in there. Like, they're not even loose in that box. They're they're squashed in, you know. But right, H6 okay. Pros from Epos. Uh, definitely check them out, everybody. And if anyone's got any questions in uh, the community or on the podcast, because obviously, uh. Me talking about these headphones is for the podcast, not for the Twitch. Um, so if anyone's got any questions, make sure you get into our Discord uh, and feel free to ask me any questions. Ask me what you feel about them. Uh, and I'll be more than happy to like talk to people about what they think. Claxon, cheers for that sub. Appreciate that, dude. Uh, right, let's move on to the next thing. What else have we got to talk about today? There's so many things to talk about on this podcast today um, that's been going Always. on. Um, you didn't mention anything about your bot for i68. Um, actually, the yeah, let me explain it for people that don't know. At i68, uh, a couple of years ago when uh, Nick used to go to the show all the time, uh, there was a common joke going around the community that I couldn't go because they don't have shows like that over here. They have, which is a, a bummer. But they do have shows um, over there. You just won't go too far. Yeah, they're still not that great. They it's, do. You guys got some better stuff. How can you not have shows over there? The USA. We do. But when you got to travel 2,000, 3,000 miles to get to a show, that's okay. You've got to go what? How many miles is the show from you? Just put that song, I'll walk on 500 miles and do it six times. Yeah. <laughs> so in any case, I just said, well, I wish I could go with you guys. It'd be neat if I was a robot or something. So we just laugh about it. And then then this year, I don't know what, what brought it about in my thinking, but I went to Scooby, who builds a lot of stuff, uh, and I said, Scooby, what do you think about this? And I'm fully thinking that, it probably wasn't going to work because we had already priced out real robots, uh, telepresence robots and stuff, to, and they were just way, way too expensive. So Scoop takes a look at it and goes, yeah, I think I can do this. And I'm going, seriously? And he goes, yeah. And then we, we put the Scooby room up and we 
went ahead and we've been building it ever since and I've been test driving it some and it's almost completely done. Probably it about looks crazy, man. It does look really good. On the outside, it's almost done. Uh, there's still some electronics on the inside that have to be done. But basically, my head's going to be on a 27-inch monitor, so it'll kind of be like a floating head. And then there's kind of like a body where I'm wearing a shirt or a T-shirt or whatever, uh, and it's got wheels on the bottom, and it's all driven by me from Florida and the U.S. So I'll be driving it around the booth at you know where, where Nick will be, uh, the streamer zone, whatever, and I will be talking to people, uh, playing sound effects, telling them to get out of the way. Uh, <laughs> I'll have a horn. I'll have videos. I'll have other things running all the time it's going to be a blast so i'm really looking forward to it we're going to be getting to the full the full testing very very soon so uh if you come out to the show and you go over to the streamer zone and you see this bot running around by its by itself and i'm my face on the screen you'll know and of course appropriately it's called gray bot because it's not a great gamer. <laughs> so it's gray bot what they didn't tell you about this bot is it's not actually called gray bot actually scooby's tricked you and he's put gary bot on it no, no Gary oh. bots. <laughs> otherwise, can you imagine Gray? Gray go, I, can you imagine Gray turning up and it's got Gary bot on screen? Gray would be like, "I'm not doing this." And I have to go, Gary. I'm leaving. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so but, it's um, going to be a lot of fun. It'll be the first time it's ever been out to do something. So who knows what's going to happen? But Gooby will be uh, there as uh, support. It's going to be like <laughs> they, watching an episode of Short Circuit. Yeah, exactly. He'll be like tech support in case. Do not disassemble. You know, it, if it smokes or <laughs> doesn't work. Or... <laughs> and no, the like robot won't run away. Do not the disassemble. Does Greybot need a ticket for entry? We, we were actually, we were talking about that. We were saying like, well, maybe we shouldn't make it sound too real because, you know, they'll start charging me. Like, like <laughs> no. Oh, man. Um, there is another bit of news I've got. Um, it's not completely finalized yet, but it's pretty much going through. On the Friday... Um, and the reason why I'm going to tell everyone now is because I want to build some hype around it and hopefully people get on board and do whatever. Uh, on the Friday, the stand is actually going to be having a Dogs Trust Day. So basically, we're going to have the people from uh, the Dogs Trust on stand. Uh, I think one of them might be dressed as a dog. A couple of <laughs> people will be bringing dogs on the stand. So on the And this will be on the Friday. So on the Friday, there'll be dogs on stream. Um and we will actually have like donation goals up on all of our streams um, to collect for uh, the Dogs Trust. So if anyone's around on the Friday of Insomnia, which I believe will be the 15th. 15th, yep. Um, so we'll probably be live most of the day on the 15th for all of us at the Streamer Zone. Um, so if anyone's up for donating to the Dogs Trust and uh, basically we're going to be doing it as a group. So all the streamers together will mm -hmm. probably, probably be like that, having a group pot where... We all we all generate money and then we give it to the dogs uh, trust. So if anyone's and by interested the way, in that... but by the way, Graybot will be wearing if we work this out a dogs trust T-shirt. So I will be having the T-shirt on the Graybot, riding around barking. Where are you getting so, the T-shirt from? <laughs> we'll, we'll work it out. Uh... <laughs> We're trying to see if we can get one. I know they have. You something can imagine like it. That. I'm working with these people on this stand and they've got all their T-shirts on. And Gray just turns up with his own crayon drawn one. <laughs> we we got a whole thing he's got it all set up where you can put a t-shirt on it so we're ready we can oh put any t-shirt on Graybot you want and then i'm gonna definitely be barking so watch out it's gonna be fun. a wet t-shirt it's not gonna be as good for Graybot. no well, no i don't think that's yeah in no, reality really all you're gonna see all you're gonna see is splinters below there if you're gonna put the wet <laughs> yeah 
Oh man, <laughs> not too exciting. <laughs> I'm just catching up. Yes, but we chat. all we all love little doggies, so this is gonna be good. And everybody donate because it's a good cause. <laughs> Al Holiday right. says, "Forget the golf. Nick dressed as a dog." Um, well, there's already <laughs> gonna be someone there dressed as a dog. Uh, yeah, so see, that'll be quite funny. Um, and everybody's welcome to come down, get involved. It's gonna be a fun, a whole fun stream, and we'll try and do whatever. We're gonna try and do some. Uh, maybe do some points things on there and stuff like that so we'll see what happens right i think it's time we need to talk about some games because we talked about we talked a lot about headphones we've talked a lot about insomnia and we don't want oh, you so all getting bored a, thinking we're gonna we skip just right over all the stuff. news <laughs> uh depends what your news is is your news good or is it crap i've always got good news to talk about <laughs> go for it mm. all right so i saw an article which is interesting and kind of makes you laugh and anyway RTX 3080 12 gigabyte and the 3080 Ti graphics cards are supposed to go on sale at list prices. And really? I'm sitting there thinking like, wait a minute, list prices meaning what it was supposed wait, to originally sell for? You mean the new list price? The, yeah, would, yeah, Someone updated the list. <laughs> so listen, listen to how they were. I love how they write this stuff. Listen to how they word this though. They go, uh, those interested in high-end NVIDIA graphics cards can find the RTX 3080 12 gigabyte and 3080 Ti models in stock for list prices. Now, wait a minute. Listen to this near MSRP. Didn't say it was MSRP. It's just near MSRP. <laughs> so that means it's still above, but they did say that they're going to start around $1,250 for certain models and going up to $1,600, which, yeah, it's better than $3,000 like we were seeing, but they're still expensive. So I think you know, take that with a grain of salt. You can get the cards for less, I guess, if you have the money for it, but it's still not all that affordable, to be honest with you. But, hey, it's and better then, than it was. And then the 40 gen cards are coming out. Oh, God, don't even, bring, don't even go there. I, Who's buying one? I don't think... Oh, I'm not buying one. They're too expensive. You can't, you can't even do a build unless you I, have a lot of disposable income. Really? I'm glad I built. I had the, my computer built with the between Eric and I. If I had to build it now, see, I wouldn't be able to afford it. See, Gray, your computer, your computer feels like it was built fairly new, but right, and it, it's it already been a year. Very, very old. It, it's been a year, and I can't even believe it's a year. And I got the 3070 at real uh, cost price, at real list price at the time. So it was only five hundred dollars for a 30, 3070. When are you getting a 3070 for five hundred now? You're not. Yeah. Well, a lot you of know, people so have made I a lot did, of money. Um, Sorry? I did, I did hear that um, you can get a 3080 Ti directly from EVGA at the moment, but that probably won't last that long. So yeah, I'm check, sure. Did you check the prices on it, though? No. It's probably going to be around the 1250 mark or whatever. I mean, it's hard because we're all in different 3090 or right? 3080? 3080 Ti. Yeah, it's going to be probably, like they say, between 1250 and 16. But I mean, it's just a shame because no one's going to be able to afford to do a build anymore unless you're a little more affluent. Otherwise, you're just, you're just not. And as far as the 40 series cards, forget it. I, I, don't, I don't see where people, normal people like us or whatever, are going to be able to afford it. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. It, is, we'll get it to... is expensive. Um, I'm doing uh, a build for... I'm currently doing a build for i68 um, and a few parts I've had sponsored by people, but a few parts I've had to pick up. And when you work out the prices, um, two parts, are, and obviously this is for me, it's like an investment because this is obviously going back into my business. Um, I had to buy 
uh, a 12900K and some DDR5 RAM. Now, if you look at DDR5 RAM out there at the moment, man, it's hard to get older yeah. and it's stupid price. Right. How much do you think it costs me for the processor OEM? So that means it doesn't come with any of the cooler or a boxing or anything. It's just in a bo- little tiny box and the RAM. And the RAM's 32 gigs at 6,200 or 6,400. Yeah, I was saying seventy. Someone give me a price. Guess price. Because this is how out of touch everybody is. Seven, eight hundred. Eight hundred. All right, go on, Clax. So, what is it? RAM? And are you looking the prices up? <laughs> Don't look it up. Uh, my hands are here. All right, my hands are here. You mentioned a couple. You mentioned a couple of things. Yeah. The RAM, RAM and GDR5. So, uh, a twelve nine hundred K, which is the flagship. Okay main chip at the moment and a ddr5 ram 32 gigs at uh 6400 i believe yeah so that's going to be about 900 to a grand yeah 1200 yeah yeah even yeah, more and when you think about that's two components of the computer now yeah. that's without the motherboard well the know, graphics card I was lucky enough that Asus... Um, That's ridiculous. Asus have just sent me a really nice motherboard. Um, but when you think about the pricing to buy all these these bits separately, it's the, the prices are rising so much that I think I think the whole PC building thing's just going to... It's just going to level out and stay what it is. Yeah. You know, or they're going to bring out ridiculous prices, but much smaller quantities. So it's going to be a much smaller group of people that can do the high, high-end gaming. And dude, if you think about it, it's like history's repeated itself. Because if you go back, like, I don't know, eight years, that's what it was like. Do you remember? You'd get your computer, you wouldn't expect to play your games at high frames. You'd expect to always be chasing them frames to get to that point. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do, you, do you know that? Like, like you'd get 28 frames, or you'd get 35 frames, and then it was a new 60 frames, and it was like, oh yeah, I'm getting 45. I'm nearly there, but obviously I would need the Titan to do that. And it was like that. You never, you never really could afford the top card, you know, or you got into trouble buying it, <laughs> and your missus killed think, you. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking. You, you kind of mentioned that it might sustain that pricing. I felt like because we were all home in the last couple of years, we weren't spending money on getting to work, we weren't going on vacations, that people had more to indisposable income. With everything going back to normal, do you think people are going to continue to pay that, or are mm. people going to be priced out? No, I'm going to be priced out. You say things go back to normal. This is the new normal. My God, it's like obviously we're not going to go into it, but obviously there's the war going on, um, which is affecting a lot of stuff. Uh, but but fuel where I am, and obviously you you're in Canada and you're in America, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now obviously your fuel prices over there are a lot cheaper than it is here anyway. Um, cheaper but still expensive when in our budget so it's still bad so a one liter of fuel here at the moment's hitting like 182 yeah i don't know oh what the liters guys. what are the liters yeah. a gallon i don't remember anymore. Uh, how many liters in a gallon i don't I know think you, i think you guys are paying seven to eight dollars a gallon if we translated it we're, um, pay, we're paying 1.7 for a liter but that's canadian dollars so that's like 1.3 um pounds so one pound 30 yeah. So I'm nearly doubling what I'm getting. Nearly. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And it's hitting people hard here because people are can't afford to fill their petrol tanks up. So you get people Sorry. everywhere putting fivers in in petrol. Because it's like... And I'm not going to lie, yeah? Even me, I've I've started putting in like 20 quid. Because I'm thinking, 
put 20 quid in now, by tomorrow it might have gone down and then it just goes up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but or you no, get the mad rush to get it at cheaper price. And yeah, then but it gets all, yeah. back to what you said, Clax, about it being like a new norm. You said there was more disposable income because people were at home, but I don't feel that's what actually happened. I feel like people thought they had more disposable income, but what happened was the world just put its prices up to match what people were having free. Well, I think a lot of things too are pe people were home, they're buying what? Lots of exercise equipment and stuff and, and they were flying off the shelves and the exercise companies did re yeah. really well. Now all of a sudden that's all stopped because COVID's gotten under control and now uh, they're You suffering. say it's under control, but apparently China's really bad again. Well, I mean, I'm saying control in, in our given countries, you know, yeah. right now. Um, Alcohol I mean, says think... I'm still using an RX 5600 XT and it works perfectly for me. Although if I won the lottery, I might consider upgrading. <laughs> well, if you think about what you just said about 1200 and then you put in, let's not go the low end at 1250 nor the 1600, you, let's say 14. So now you're at 2600 with the graphics card, but you still don't have the motherboard. You still don't have the case. Yeah. So now you start adding the motherboard in. So what, and what do we, what would that be? You think, I mean, a decent like, motherboard. Look at it like this for me. Yeah. Now I'm a PC builder, but I'm at the highest end of the scale like the Ferrari of cars, yeah? Right. Now, where I would get a build, and it would be like every now and then, obviously go back a few years, I was getting builds all the time because mm -hmm. the build would be about two grand to three grand. Uh, if it was water-cooled, it would be like three to four maybe, yeah? You yep. think of the prices now to do a custom build at the highest level, and you feel like what the prices are. So what it's done, even, even for like me, it's just pushed the... It's pushed the scale so high for people that people are happy just to stay on their normal computers now. And I think it's going to have a it's going to have a bounce off effect, knock on effect to developers because they're not going to want to build a game, even though they can. They're not going to want to build these really high end graphical games because they know that they're cutting half their community out because they can't run it. Right. You know, we always thought, oh, 1080. If you go on Steam, you look at the stats, everyone's still got a 1080 screen. And we was like, oh, it's now 1440. But do you think it's going to get to 4K at this rate? Like, I mean, like, yeah, I, technology's getting pushed back. It's getting stopped in its tracks. I think Slowing I do down. think there's diminished returns on a lot of the super high-end, like 3090, yeah. 3080 Ti. Like, I don't think you need to go that high. Even I, I've got a 4K monitor, uh, but then again, I'm I'm fully AMD, right? So, but I've got a <laughs> uh, yeah AMD 6800 XT, which I guess is the equivalent of a 3080 and i'm I'm getting by fine at 4k well gaming. i mean i like i kept my 1080 uh ti for three years more than three years actually yeah you kept holding and on it, holding on didn't you well now at this rate with the 3070 i'm likely to hold on to this thing for three years i'm not paying those prices so maybe in three years the prices will be I a little it, normal i think as well it depends on what you're doing with it like for me i've got the 3080 ti here now i'm streaming uh, and I'm also doing a lot of uh, like video rendering and stuff like that. So it's it's almost like for me that card is paying off, and the upgrade that I'm about to do will also pay off because it's it's stuff that I'm doing that requires that high end, you know. Yeah. Like, like I'm not gonna lie, the computer I've got here, even though it's like an extreme build and it looks all flashy and it's got everything in it. The RAM in that, I think I only just changed it out from 2,400 megahertz. And if you look at what the standard is now at 6,000s, 
triple mm. the speed. Like, you know, that's a Gen 3. Gen 4 is now out. So right. it's in my eyes, it's it's time that the natural progression has to upgrade. Otherwise, you do start getting you start getting blocked on certain things as you go forward. Agree. You know, right? We need to move yep. on because we haven't even spoke about uh, any of the games or anything yet. Um, just do your well, other bits, but we we'll do it quick. Here goes a story, and it is about a game. Uh, they've just hit twelve million copies of Elden Ring that's been sold. Um, just in the time that it that it came out, which has only been two weeks, which is pretty amazing, actually. And then inevitably, and whatever, three weeks. Inevitably, the next love the way his information that, he got it wrong, going but to he happen, brushed over it and went whatever. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's great. But I'm here's what, what here's the story that I thought was interesting, and I sh- and we all should have expected this. Now they're talking about expanding the franchise to where television, comics books oh so we God, might see it so we might so we might see an elden ring tv series in the can i tell you something about the very ring? near future sure i'll tell you what whilst we're talking about it because uh clax you're going to talk about elden ring so you're better off just talking about it while we're talking about it rather than going off and coming back but what i was going to say about elden ring is if my phone what was that it's a grass <laughs> it sounded like a, it sounded like a cricket i was, was gonna go like ring? oh is it that boring? someone it's rang me on my phone and my phone Basically, I was playing with the phone trying to get... Have you heard the alien, like, the alien message sound? It's like a little spaceship landing. So yeah. I've been playing my phone to try and get that. But what happened is something happened in the middle of me doing that. And it somehow went on a grasshopper sound. So every now and then a grasshopper <laughs> just goes off. And I'm like, what is it? It's really high pitch. But it was a grasshopper. Um, but yeah, get back to what I was saying. Um, Elden Ring... And I do this quite a lot because I like to jump from game to game and I'll put all my energy into one game and I jump next one, all my energy there. But I don't look at anything else whilst I'm doing that. Um, and I'm hearing so much about this Elden Ring, how everyone I've spoke to have said it's an amazing game. They love it. Everyone said, it's, but it is Dark Souls. So everyone's like, loves the game, but they love it. That is like Dark Souls, even though 99% of people don't like Dark Souls because they get stressed with it. Well, it's probably not nine. No, no, it's probably loads of people that like it. Yeah. But for me, I haven't even seen one clip of this game. I've seen nothing. People are telling me that it's got the biggest, best open world. And I'm like, what, like Skyrim? And they're like, yeah, it's massive, but it's not like Skyrim. And man, I want you to give me some understanding about this game to someone that's not seen anything about it. Yeah, well, I've, I've played a lot of hours now. Like, I think I'm a good, like, 40, 50 hours in. Um, like there are definitely so if you think about um, the story and the look and feel of the game it's definitely inspired by like fantasy tropes so it's got some Lord of the Ring kind of influence it's kind of medieval Um, it's got all sorts of influences from kind of old Christianity witchcraft um it's got zombies um it's even got like or not like teapots but like teapots teapots like teapots got to do with a zombie (laughs) or like plant pots that are alive it's just a really it's it's very original in its artwork like it takes that those fantasy tropes um but it's got a sprinkle of everything um and obviously it's been written by um the game of thrones guy is it george R. R. Martin? martin 
George, George R. R. Martin. So there's the background there's, outlines to it. Uh, he did. Yeah, so you can see his influence um, in it as well. And like you said, it's like Dark Souls, but in open wild, right? So think a bit like Zelda Breath of the Wild. You do, but you know what, Nick? It's kind of refreshing because it reminds me, whenever I play the Dark Souls games, it reminds me of when I was younger. Like games in the last 10 years are much more inclusive when it comes to people's ability, right? So you can change the set and the difficulty. It's It's like when you go to school and you're doing the... uh the the sports day and it's like we don't have winners we all just joining in yeah. <laughs> exactly so if you're someone particularly our age where you there's like a memory of those days where you you won Mario it was kind of like a platform and when you died you did go back to the start yeah um there definitely is this element in but this is it game. annoying that's um, my point I don't mind dying lots if you feel like you die but you learn a little bit about it when you died so oh I done this and he killed me because of it you go back you don't do that next time. You do something different. And and if it's the way where you go back, but you learn every time until the point where you think, I've learned about this guy. I know how to kill him now. That's fine. Yeah. It's when it's like walking dead. Walking dead. Almost like being Call of Duty where you spawn killed. That's what I can't take. No, so yeah, but... you, learn, you learn something every time you go in, right? So you'll get a sense of the kind of rhythm of their spells, what kind of damage it is. Um... And then also, when you do die, um, <laughs> we do die. You, 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 you lose your souls, but if you return to that point, um, you can actually get back the souls that you, you got before, so you don't lose completely. So is it progress. actually linked to Dark Souls? Um, I mean, I find that they're very similar, but they, they operate in kind of like a universe but they're different interpretations. So some are more like with Dark Souls, like Bloodborne, they were a little bit more gothic mm. inspired. Whereas I'd say that this one's a little bit more fantasy inspired. Okay. But I don't know for sure if they're all intentionally linked or linear in storyline, but um, I think they're just in, like the UI is the same. So everything's in the same place. Yeah, Trainspotting um, says, uh, if it was Dark Souls game, then surely it'd be called Dark Souls. Elden Ring, I guess this is a new take from them. But the thing is, it, it's not... Look, take it like this. Have you seen that, like, the Harry Potter films? Everyone's seen the Harry Potter films. So yeah. you get the Harry Potter films. They were really good, but then it came to an end. So what did they do then? Then they started bringing out... Um, what was that thing, the other one? The lightning... Oh, Fantastic Beasts. Was it Fantastic Beasts? Fantastical Beasts. Yeah, so then they bring out a new version of the same thing in the same, same, like, arena sort of thing, but different take. And I just went past the bus today, and I noticed there's a new film for Dumbledore. And that's obviously in that same whole thing, but it's rolling on. And I feel like this Mm. would be the same sort of thing. Totally different, but in the same sense. No, I don't don't think it's like... For example, Star Wars and Mandalorian, and yeah, I like, say it's Bob not connected Pat, at all. You don't think? Yeah. I don't think it's well. There's a lineage, like, though, right? You can't when deny. I say the... Go on, Gray. No, I was gonna say you can't deny that there's a lineage. It's <laughs> the Dark Souls. That's how the that's how the bosses are in the game. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more. I, I don't think it's linked in story. Okay. Right, and narrative, but it's definitely linked and inspired. Like they're inspired. Yeah, by, yeah. by one another. Um, I do just have to shut uh, Trev down though quickly because he said he hasn't watched any of the Harry Potter films. They look garbage. Dude, you can't say that. 
They you appeal to seen? every single age. They're they're well good. <laughs> oh wow, those are great! I can't believe you haven't seen at least a couple of them. Those are great. Yeah, what, yeah, what's Scooby your take? has a really good point. Right? Sounds right. to me like Elden Ring is building on its strength of its own predecessors. Yeah. Um, but it's doing its own thing in its own right. So and it's yeah, definitely hundred percent Um, the thing I wanted to say about it, my news was uh, about it was more that there's a there's a big update coming. So I think they've had three patches now and this is probably going to be the biggest one that comes very soon i think the other patches just um kind of corrected some performance issues on certain platforms but this one's going to be new content um there's just um some new quest phases that are being introduced so when you pick up a quest in elden ring it's not like picking up a quest in an mmo where you can see your progress um, you can check oh, your quests. Oh, really? Um, in Elden Ring, you pick up the quest and you actually have to mem like, um, remember oh, right. that you picked up the real quest. There's not a reference to it. So it's not like you get like a tick list. So is it... Um, it's basically like have, you're playing... Have a pad next to it. Could I say... Because obviously I don't know. But could I say, imagine a Skyrim with an extremely hard difficulty lev lev level in hardcore mode? Because yeah, hardcore mode is that sort of mode, isn't it? No, but also no you hunt. get no quests. You get no quest uh, uh, logs or, or anything. You can't go back and and check on on your progress. So all that's gone. So what do you so do the only, then? Sure, you have to have a pen and paper to write down the stuff so you don't forget it. Look, Gray's got a point. This is this is a game where I got my pad and paper. You say it's tedious, but it was nice getting out a notebook and writing things down. Yeah, tedious. Like I haven't, I haven't done that for a while. That's actually a no, nice touch, though. Because... Yeah, I like, I like it. Because it's like, I feel like games do. They do. You remember when you used to? Do you remember when you have like, uh, was it Discworld and games like that? Um, I can't remember what they were called. I know Hands used to play a lot of them, uh, and they were like exploring around. You had to go and pick up this, and and you wouldn't know what you was picking it up for, and you'd have to take it across the other side of the world, and it'd be like, oh, and you randomly would be just clicking on things. It'd be like, oh, it fits in there. And it unlocks a door. And you're like, oh, I've been stuck on that for a month, walking around doing everything. Um, and I find that's pretty good because I feel like that makes you getting more involved into that game. Like, one thing that I, I can be honest, if I was to play a game like Skyrim now, I can't stand reading all the writing. But if they gave me one story, that was it, and then I couldn't go back and read it, I would actually be like, look, I've got to read this because otherwise I can't just go to it when I need to later on, you know? Well, there's no, there's a lot of handholding in games now, right? Where they yeah. aggregate those, those um, quests in a nice little menu for you, where you can check your progress, click on it, it shows you where it is in the map. Yeah, and there's, I, and I there's like... nothing wrong with that. No, I don't like I don't that. Know. Well, I like it, but but the reason I'm enjoying Elden Ring even more is because it's just given me that feeling I had many years ago where yeah, I was why, writing notes. But why can't Elden Ring have a choice? With, and there are a few games out there that do this, where you can sit there and you can turn off all that stuff. Or you can turn it on, or you can only turn one thing on and not the other. The reason the why they don't do that though is because they're. This is what people don't understand sometimes. Some people sometimes come out and go, "Well, why don't they do this and do both? Why don't they do that, do this and that?" Because you've got to realize that game developer had a vision of what he wanted to create, and he don't. He's if when you're passionate about a game like that, it's not so much about making. Oh, let's just make it easy and make it for everyone and make it so everyone can do it. If it is a Dark Souls like game. You can tell just by the difficulty that it's not for everyone. 
you've cut off your market yeah. out there straight away because a lot of us are going to be like, it's like Dark Souls, I'm not playing it. But whoever's made it has made it passionate so that the people that are playing it really enjoy what they're playing and they get immersed in it. And like you're saying, the pad, not having a HUD on the map. I could, I could, would love that. Um, I can go back to saying my first open world game was Fallout 3. I don't know if you played Fallout 3. Um, on Xbox, I, yeah. Yeah, I, play, I played it on Xbox as well, and I played it for a very long time. That was the first game that was really open world. And the thing that I liked about that game was, it was like, I could walk, I could just be walking in a straight line for days in real life, and I'd just see a building in the horizon. And I'd be like, I'm going to walk up to that building. I'd walk up to it, and there'd be someone sitting in there and be like, oh, I've lost my gun. And he'd be like, would you get it for me? And you're like, I just found a mission for a guy for a gun. And then you go and get it, and you can like take the gun, or you can take it back to him but you are free to do what you want to do. And like, I played World of Warcraft for about a week once, a long time ago. And do you know what I didn't like about it? It was just giving me mission, 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 mission. And they were all stacking up. And I was overwhelmed with what, like reading this stuff where I've got to go. So for me, the idea of having a pad and like talking to someone and going, like the guy could be like, oh yeah, if you go uh, to this area, you'll see the house with the red roof. And then you're like, oh, house with red roof. I'll write that down. And then when you get there, you're like, Oh, there's a house with a red roof. I'm going to go and look in there. Is it sort of like that? Well, it helps that it's open world, right? So if you get stuck or you can't figure something out, you just go west or go east and then you get distracted and you go and do other things. So it works quite well. But I love come um, back. Scooby made a really... Uh, I really like this point. Uh, Craig UK, cheers we, we, for that prime. Four months. Sorry, uh, Clax, I tried to squeeze it in before you started talking. <laughs> That's Cheers, all good. Dude. You did a good job squeezing that in. It's a good job I'm slow at talking, right, uh, Gray? Um, but yeah, like he says, like when you used to get frustrated, you'd go out and you'd buy the official book. Oh, I like that. Though. And I, I remember those books, man. Like I wouldn't just look at them when I'm playing the game. I would read them when yeah. I go to bed. But um, that's something that's really funny. For me, I can't read a, a book that's a story. I can't read that. I physically can't take it. And I can read. I'm a very fast reader. I'm a very quick reader. I can read extremely well. Um, in fact, I don't even read. I just browse the words and I just take it in. But I can't read a story because I don't have no interest in reading. I'll read two pages and I think, what have I just read? Just words. I'm literally just reading words. But a manual or something that's fixing something or learning about building something, I read every word and I never forget it. I remember it and it stays in there. Um... And like you're about to say, you've seen the manuals that I've got here, the old school ones that are like 20 quid. They're like massive, thick books. And they're just in yeah. like typewriter print. They're not even all flashy like you'd imagine <laughs> nowadays. It's just black and white pictures. Yeah, proper manual. It's like the Haynes manual for the cars. Um, oh, God. I remember that. <laughs> I've read a few of them as well. How sad is that? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sad. Yeah. Mark II Golf, learn how to do everything. Um, but yeah, so... The idea of going out and buying one of them, like that's something I that's something I miss, you know. I really do miss like getting that book and like you like getting told to get off the computer and go to bed because it's too late. It's like one o'clock in the morning. You're like if your family's like, you need to go to bed, you've been awake for three days. And then you're like, Oh, I'll just take my book in there then and read it about the yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Wake up in the morning just, going, Oh, I'm gonna try this rate. out. <laughs> you still you're still getting your fix. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we are proper sad. It's good to know well, that we're all sad together rather than like individually well, sad. Speak, speak for yourself, right? If I ever play, if I ever <laughs> You're play the one this that's game... talking about it, writing your pad down. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's cool. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's sad. I've noticed, I've ever... noticed, I've noticed for the last 10 minutes we've been getting Grey back. I think he's getting more frustrated with it. I'm like... <laughs> 
Every time there, his lips quiver, we talk over him. Revenge is sweet. <laughs> I have no problem with it. I'm good. No, I was I was just saying if I ever played the game, uh, I would use the interactive map that they came up with online. Then I would at least be able to feel like I'm getting what I need. But would you feel or... great if you didn't have the map and there was one online you could go for, but you didn't have to? Do you feel like you would definitely go to it because you'd you'd want to see it easily done? I mean, I don't know until I actually play the game, but I'm not going to pay the price. So sorry, I'm waiting for half price. Uh, once the game is half price, I'll get it, and I'll attempt to do it without looking at anything. Yeah. But if I get but if I get frustrated, I'm going right to the interactive map. That's it. See, one thing I don't well, like just... about people in games is when they get into a game. Say it's a game like Skyrim, and then straight away they look online. They go, "What's the best weapon?" And then they'll be like, "Oh, did you know that if you do these this thing first, you can get this weapon straight away in the game, and it's the most powerful weapon." as an easter egg or something and i think why if you've got the best weapon in the first 10 minutes that game's finished i think people I, yeah, I... are there's more multiplayer now right so i think there's a little bit more pressure in the setting of multiplayer yeah to have like a yeah. really solid build whereas that wasn't that that pressure when there was never any really good multiplayer when we were younger right yeah, I think I, suppose. I think it depends on the game because with like with God of War, I don't I didn't want to go out and get the best armor right away. I just wanted to go out, explore, discover, pick up pieces on my own, make it work for me. Then once I'm at a level where I'm pretty high, now I'll go back and I might look for the best armor because I'm already, you know, three quarters mm. of the way through the yeah. game. But yeah, picking it out like that early is just way, way, way too early. Um, I mean, enjoy the game. Alcohol Holiday says uh, loads of games now have third-party tools or websites to help. Yeah. Uh, there is no way you could play them without. And if you think about it, could you imagine us lot playing Elite without Anara? No, not without Anara and several other tools. But could you imagine would... if they, if we started playing it without using any tools and it was all waiting and, and guessing, could you imagine like trying to find items and stuff, randomly go... It would probably be quite good, to be fair, because you'd rely on... You'd rely on your other player base to help you out. So it'd be like on Discord, like you could have a trade room and it'd be like, oh, I really need to find this. And someone's like, oh, I just went to such and such base. It's 50,000 light years away, but they've got 500 in stock. It would be good. I, I would have a huge notebook about this thick with all the stuff. Oh, man, I could imagine it. He'd have so like, many notes, he wouldn't even be able to store them on his computer. But see, the <laughs> difference with the... The difference with Elite, though, is they encourage that kind of stuff. They built a database so that people can make third-party tools to access the database. So it's not like they did, the, you know, they came out with it and said, like, well, this is the way it is. It's says if you guys want to work on it, the database is there. Do whatever you want. Hmm. And these people come up with some really ingenious tools that are pretty helpful. If you um, look at world of warcraft is a good example they they've obviously had lots of add-ons and third-party tools for years and what tends to happen is those tools end up fixing like player frustrations with the game and yeah. you tend to find that the publishers and the games actually buy out those tools and they fully integrate them into their user yeah, interfaces so... you say that but we all thought that about elite because the tools that are out there are amazing like they complete the game um, and there's one tool, like, say, for instance, where you can change all your colors for your HUD. Now, Elite have a in-game currency, so you can, like, f out it's like a third-party thing. You can buy, like, your skins and stuff uh, from their store. And I was like, why don't they just integrate, like, for them, not for me, obviously, it's not going to help me out, but if they integrated that and they bought that off that person, 
they could integrate that into the game and they could literally make all different color ships they could make all different color everything and they could just charge people like 50 arcs every time they want to change a color and it would be literally mm. they would make a constant reel of money because we would all do it if it was 10 say great it was 20 arcs yeah that's what 20p or something it is if it was that to yeah. change your ship color or a part of your ship color um well, to be fair, they have a lot of paint jobs that you can get. Yeah. So the ship color is not really that big of a deal. Yeah. But if they adapt that into the HUD so that you didn't have the same orange all the time, yeah, I would. your logic is perfect. Yeah. So oh, it just, took somebody to make a teeny little program to go in there. And yeah, make, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. uh, just going back, um, Trainspotting says, Clax, uh, uh, how's the performance uh, for you? Um, heard of it not running that well on PC. Uh, have the patches helped? I'm assuming that's Elden Ring. Uh, yeah, well, this oh, is the bit. Oh, there he goes. He knows. I caught you out. I caught you out. <laughs> you sneaky um, man. Well, you haven't, you haven't caught me out, and I'm not technically busted. 25 frames a second. I'm not, I'm not technically busted because I did a bit of research as part of speaking to this around the, the state of what the problems on PC are. And the new patch isn't actually going to be fixing the stuttering issues that, that PC players have had. So that sounds like that's still for anyone listening problem. and not watching he's playing it on a ps5 we are i didn't mention that console in this podcast you did just now i saw it in the chat oh, so, so, what, the so what's he what he's saying is, is that i'm not saying that i'm playing it on a ps5 but you're saying it and the worst bit about it is he puts in the chat don't tell nick i'm playing it on a ps5 <laughs> <laughs> nah i don't care to be fair um, maybe Gray can talk about. I can tell you why he's playing on the PS5, Windows. though. Hold on, I can tell you why he's what? playing on the PS5. What chip are you using? Oh, here we go. Do you want to know why I'm playing on the PS5? I can tell you. Because your computer can't run it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing it because I have cousins in the UK um, who all play on PS5, and they were all up for that game, so I got it on. What there is Elden so Ring multiplayer then? Yeah, but it's really clunky multiplayer. Like you have to have these in-game um, objects, and you cast them, and you can have a party of four, but you can only take on one boss, and then the multiplayer is over. It's very, very clunky. The um, it's very weird. Like it's a bit. Of, it's it's the part of the game that I don't like. It's not uh, very well. Either going to do it or you're not going to do it. You better off just not bothering. Yeah, you actually yeah. have to craft. Um, or gather a certain in-game item in order to actually um, use multiplayer. Hmm. Too. Oh, I I did hear about it, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you also and you also can, unless I'm recalling wrong, you can respec your player, but only after you get a certain object, and then you turn the object in, and you can respec. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You yeah. can have multiple players, but yeah, you're technically right. Like you can respec later on. Uh, Trev okay. says, ban the man from the podcast. Extreme Console UK. <laughs> I mean, I'm ha I'm happy to sit out next week. In the naughty corner. He's That's like, fine. He's I'll, like Nick. I'll have a break next week. He's like, in Nick, the I naughty realize, corner playing his PS5. I realised, Nick, <laughs> yeah, that you didn't exactly. do a podcast last week, and that was because I was out. Now I can hold you to ransom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It'd be like next week. It'll be like Nick. I'm up for the podcast. I'll be like, all right, definitely coming. And be like, yeah, but only if I can talk about PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, I will hold you ransom. Uh, right, let's move on anyway. 
Um, Elden Ring, anyone's got any questions, put them in now. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to go on talking about what I want to talk about, um, which is something that is massive. Um, and we did say we're not going to talk about Elite Dangerous too much, but I don't care because I've got to talk about it now. Because there was a massive, massive update out for Elite Dangerous, which I haven't had to play much yet. But trust me, it's all over social media. It's been everywhere. So we all know what's been going on. Gray, I've got questions for you. You've played more of it than me. So I just yeah. wanted to have a little discussion about what's happening. Now, it's update 11, wasn't it, that came out? Yes, update so 11, correct. Update 11. It was about 4 gigs, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it was like 3.6 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. almost 4. Um, and basically what happened is... Uh, in the game, obviously you fly around spaceships. Clax, how far did you get? You've seen a fleet carrier before, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So, I was there when you got you got your first fleet carrier. Yes, yeah, so and now... Were... He hasn't played the game for about a year, but, you know, yeah. he's, he's <laughs> only kidding. Only kidding. It's because it's not on PlayStation, <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, it is. Now, they've, now they've pulled out of supporting consoles, I definitely won't well, This is what I want to talk about. There's a lot of stuff <laughs> to talk about here. Now, first I'm going to talk about the update, and then we're going to talk about the pissed off people. Um, now, the update is, <laughs> update 11, they brought out the fleet carrier interiors. Um, so now, when you land on someone's fleet carrier, you can all go down into the carrier, and why it jumps clacks, you can all sit in chairs um, and do stuff whilst the fleet carrier jumps to its next destination. You don't get kicked out. Mm -hmm. You can oh. also have on your fleet carrier um, a bar where you can trade all ground goods now. So you can sell all the ground goods you get. You can sell them to other people. So you can buy them, like the stuff you normally make. And I was going to ask you, Gray, with the stuff that you can buy, mm -hmm. can you buy like weapon schematics and stuff like that? I haven't seen anything about weapon schematics, but on the materials that you can trade, you're limited, though, to like 100. Uh, yeah, but I people, are, people have been kind of squeaking about that. They want it to be up higher. Yeah, but I heard uh, that you can take, you can sell anything from the ground. I'm not sure, only because I'm not a ground expert, but I don't know about selling anything, but you can do a lot. Because, like, you know how when you go in a fleet carrier and you do the marketplace for right. your normal goods, if you look in the yep. fleet carrier, you've got a list as long as your army. It's all stuff that yep. you don't generally find very often. Um, and you can do the same thing on the materials yeah, and it's uh, literally with the bar everything guy. you yep. find in space, everything you find yep. on the ground. Um, and that's how I yep. see it. So you can now trade stuff for your suits and stuff, like, uh, from the bar... Um, the one thing they did say, though, is there's no way to do a third party yet to see what's at people's bars. So you literally have to go on to someone's fleet carrier and you have to land to see what's mm -hmm. in their bar. So it's going to promote lots more people moving around and landing on each other's fleet carriers because it's like almost like when you're trying to find a, uh, a G3 suit, you know, on a Thursday when they come out. Right. Um, right. Another thing they've got is they've got the new... Uh, on board, you can have the uh, what, shipyard. You know the shipyard, and if you go down there, you've got all new screens now, and you can go and everyone can collect their ships from the fleet carrier at the same time. Um, and did you see the little ship through the glass? Yeah, that's for show. By the way, I found yeah. out. Yeah, it's for show. They're not. They've got no intention of making that a real thing. Right. Um, I thought I was going to be able to go up to the window, look out, and see my ship. Yeah. But they didn't do that. Oh, it's okay. I mean, it's still cool, but you know. No, but surely you must be able to go out to the window and see your ship if you've got it no. put on the if you've got it put on the pad. No, it, it's the same as it is for stations. So in other words, when you get out of the ship, there's your ship. You can look at it, you know, in the hangar. But when you go to the ship, the, not the shipyard, but the the shipyard store, right, on your carrier, and go over there and look at ships if you want to buy something. You look out the window, and all they do is they have one ship there, and that's it. 
you just look at the same ship outside all the time. So I was a little bummed because I thought maybe, all right, well, I could go to the window and see my ship down in the hangar, mm. but nope, nope, not doing that. Yeah, because I'm assuming when you look out the window, your ship is underground, and the only time your ship yeah. comes out from underground is when you're in it. Right, when you're getting ready to... Yeah. What you can see if you're... Is somebody if you're, else coming out. Yeah, if I, like if I'm standing there and you go to land... You can and see. And I know it. what... I Yeah, and I know what pad you're landing on. I actually saw like the ship like come in, which yeah. is pretty cool. That that's was a little different. Cool. Yeah. Um, one of the other features that's really cool too is that you can join in a team. Everybody knows you can do that. Four people in a team. Uh, but when you're on the bridge uh, where the captain sits, on the side is a ready room, which they obviously got from Star Trek. But only team members are allowed to go in the ready room, nobody else. So if you're on a carrier, you're not allowed in, into the ready room. And what if you run for when the doors the team, open? The doors will not open unless you're part of the team. If you're on the team. No, but if I'm, if I'm a part of the team and I walk up to the doors, they open. And what if like Billy will. just runs through? Mm, I haven't tested that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a good one. Ah! <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one though we will have to test that but i have i have no idea to be um, with you. other things also uh so you've got that you've got a, a the bar uh you've got mm -hmm. the the ship outfit in what was some of the other ones you got the uh the well you, you have to install the other services so in other words you have to install the pioneer supply they're expensive yeah very it's a 650 million to put in the three different services uh the pioneer the the Xena, Xena biology, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, the other one I'm forgetting right now. But but basically there's three services, 650 million. But the upkeep only goes up 2 million per week. Not bad. I thought it was going to go up a lot more than that, but it didn't. Lift so lift. expensive to install, not so expensive in the upkeep, which is good. So what is but, your plan to do with your fleet carrier now, now that you've got this? Have now you tested kind of it with all the guys on there going out and flying out into space? Yeah, we did go into a team, uh, me and Shrub and I think someone else, and we were able to go into the room, and that's, that was kind of neat. Um, it's just the immersion quality is so much better now. You really feel like I own this carrier now. I'm captain of this carrier. I can walk around my ship. I can you know, go yeah. to the captain's I chair. Actually, I, I actually heard something, and I don't know if you know this, but apparently... Mm -hmm. um, there's four different types of colors for the interiors. There's actually three. Um, but I'm sure they're going to add more. But as of right now, there's only three. And to be honest with you, eh, they're all right. The it's not terrible. The carriers. Inside, the interiors, yes. You, you can change it three different. And you don't have to pay for them. Well, the three come standard. Oh, right. So, yeah. So, they ha so they're not bad. I'm not saying they're bad. But I can't wait till they and start off. How different are the three? I mean, one's kind of a. a more of a yellowish color, let's say, I guess. Is it like when you and go then, to a space station, you get that yellowish color, you get the red and blue, and then you get like... Yes, yes, very much like that, yes. Ah. So, and that's all they offer. But I have a, but I'm sure, I'm positive that they are going to offer, just like they do with all the millions of paint jobs they do for the ship, they're going to offer a bunch of other color patterns for interiors, so it will probably change in the future. See, what I'm hoping they do is I'm hoping that they do some kind of... Um, interiors where you can upgrade certain parts so like extra rooms different platforms the one thing i really wanted mm. to see which which we didn't get and it was comic clown's fault because he got me excited when i saw him write it in the chat <laughs> was he was like oh they've got shipyards five minutes before it came out and he was like i'm hoping that i can go and see all my ships in a row 
now. Yeah. I no, thought that no. would have been so cool if they, as they came down, they were all in one room, and it was and you like just walk to each, walk to whichever one. Yeah. yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. No, not in it. And then you could just have like someone could do a screenshot. And they got six Corvettes, all different colors, one of each. You know that. Hey, so we got cool. we, we got to look at it this way. We're lucky we got this, and we've waited a while. And you imagine the people that got the first carriers when they were introduced back in what 2018. They've been waiting four years. Yeah. to get interiors i mean yeah. wow there is one thing i got to point out that is really dumb and i already heard that fdev knows about it and they're going to correct it eventually um and we we were making fun of this and laughing when, when uh we looked at my the interiors of my carrier so i go to sit in the captain's chair and i'm sitting there and, oh and don't, i've a, done there's it a, there's a panel that swings out in front of you hold so on before you, you carry on the captain's chair is on a platform so everybody that comes into the the fleet carrier they go into a, like, a room. It looks a bit like a cinema, but looking out over the front of the carrier. So you can see the whole length of the carrier. And when you jump, you have to sit in a chair. Otherwise, it, the chaperone takes you to a chair. Now, if you're the captain and it's your fleet carrier, you could go upstairs in a special lift. And it's sort right. of like staggered. So there's a layer like a cinema would be, like tier, different tiers. Like so, balcony. Yeah, so you've got like a balcony. So you'd, you're the captain. You could sit in the one chair at the top overlooking everybody. But like Gray's about to say, um, just wanted to so the, the I'm picture. all excited about sitting in the seat. And I'm, I sit in it. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. I see the uh, two people. How can I make me. it jump? <laughs> and 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 then I'm going like, okay. And then the the panel swings over and it's in front of me. And I go like, yeah. So now I can just tell it to jump. No, you can't access the panel. It just sits there and does nothing. So I'm are they going to make you... that work though? Well, so many people complained about it that they they know about it and they are going to correct it eventually. But for right now, you literally have to get out of your captain's chair, go into your ready room, go to a screen, yeah. tell it where you want it to jump, and then come, come all the way back to the seat, sit down, and then watch the jump. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's It'd be so, so much cooler. And um, One other thing as well that I want to have a check out is if other people land on your fleet carrier, surely they can come inside as well. So if yeah, we were yeah. to hold an event with 20 people, we can get all 20 people in that carrier seats um to sit down whilst we take screenshots of everybody i assume so i mean i that, that's that's what it's like at station so i wouldn't see why it'd be any different yeah it will be really but, cool actually what i'd like to do along the lines of what you're saying is i would like to be able to like stand at the window to take screenshots and then have like four or five of you all land in the carrier at one time yeah because then you'll just you'll just see a bunch of ships coming down like this well the thing is i was pad. wondering like i'm obviously there's a chance that I might get a trip to Colonia soon because everybody's doing the channel points. And you like, uh, Clax, I don't know what you did. You redeemed PvP and Open and wasted 20,000 points. <laughs> Is that, I don't know how to use those things. Yeah, and I'm assuming you only had 20,046 points because then you added 46 points to the... How right many thing. channel points do you have left, Clax? Do you know? None. Because he done oh, his last... I, I, actually, I actually like the idea of you doing PvP in the Open because I know that you fear it. Yeah, but the thing you just did there, yeah, that's when I'm yeah. playing the game live. You do that, and then I'd have to go and PvP and open. But the fact that you just oh, did it I've now, you, the podcast. you just wasted it. Unless you want me to fly <laughs> over there and punch one of you in the face. <laughs> I, I think 20k is considerable enough that you should stop the podcast, log in, and, and do yeah. that, please. But that's a lot of points. Speaking of, I'm, we just, I'm, I'm just get uh, a lawyer. Yeah. Can't in... do it. Comic just put in another 2,000 for uh, the Colonia, so we're getting there now. Yeah, what's it on? What are you up to now? You're up to uh, 39%. 
26 days wow. left. The one thing I wanted to say to people, and I know it's made the stream a lot more fun place for everybody to get involved with the points, is uh, I just want people to tell me different scenarios they would like me to do, which they would be funny or fun or interesting or or even like more like intellectual sort of stuff in game. Like, oh, we're going to go and try and do this or we're going to try and do that. doesn't always have to be just silly things. Um, but what I want to do is I want to keep a few different community goals open so that people can watch, use the points they get for free to then guide what I do on stream, if you know what I mean, like a voting system. Because, like, and the, what I was going to say about the fleet carrier is, if I do go to Colonia, it's going to be a lot more fun now that we can do things in the fleet carrier. I'd like to see them do something like put a pool table in or something, or something just like a very basic <laughs> game, something very basic, you know? What I, would, what I would do is take Tower Unite and stick it in the carrier. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine if, they, could imagine if they just put, like, a arcade machine on there like one arcade machine and in the arcade machine it was like something you could rack up points like oh, dude, there were so many there were there were so many people talking about casinos they should put brothels all this stuff <laughs> yeah. on your, on your carrier could, and i'm they going could like yeah take it so far you know and they could be uh quite far behind not quite far behind um star citizen as the only difference they've got in this now is you've got a loading screen between doing different things, whereas in Star Citizen it's fluent, goes straight through. through. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But I do feel it's getting there, and I do feel like the the galaxy's so big that you, you do feel like you can get lost in it and do whatever you want. I remember when I um, first started playing Elite with you guys, and I was like just so excited to play the game with people, and I'd go on those trips on the fleet carrier. Yeah. And I do them, and then I remember after a while, I got confident. I was doing my own thing, and those those planned trips felt a bit like you know when you're young and you go on a family trip and you kind of just go, <laughs> and you yeah. kind of got to do it. And then like I felt once I started playing the game for a while, I was like a teenager who could be like, I don't want to come on the family trip. I'm a teenager. I'm gonna do my own thing. You guys can go. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've all gone on their trip, but I'm like, I'm not going because every time I go with you lot, I get bored and then I jump off and I'm stuck in the middle of nowhere. It takes me two hours exactly. to get back. <laughs> two hours to get back, exactly. One one trip for Gray, who was the only person who had a fleet carrier for a while, was like, how many jumps for me? I think I had like something like ninety jumps. Ninety no, jumps. An hour later, go like three or something. I done a four-hour stream. Um, or was it five five-hour stream? I think it was it might have been five yeah. and a half hours. And I went out to a place called Monkey Head Nebula, uh, and obviously it's a nebula. It's all red and it's all like gas and everything. And we went out there, and I went to an area where I was finding all new planets that have never been seen in the world ever ever by anyone. So it was generating these planets as we was there. And obviously, if you do mining and stuff, you're looking for like platinum and stuff like that on like overlapped areas and i was like i really want to find something special anyway i got out there and i mapped all these new places which was really exciting and i was like right i've been doing this for ages and then i came onto the stream in the morning i was like today we just need to get back and i'd done no lie i'd done a five and a half hour stream or something silly and i literally done a hundred jumps and i was just like jump 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 and it was that the whole way back and it was one of the busiest streams I had. Everyone was just chatting just whilst we were just jumping. And then I was like, at the end of it, I felt drained. And I was like, great, I've got to get off. Like, I'm shattered. I've just been jumping <laughs> for six hours. I've done a whole day of jumping with no lunch. <laughs> we were talking about everything funny. under the sun, though, while you were jumping. Plus, then he would have the fleet carrier kind of like playing tag. Yeah. And go like ahead of us and he would run to it. But that's what I was going to say. <laughs> if I was to take my fleet carrier, because I can go to Colonia in my little ship and jump fast. Or I can take my fleet carrier and I could... I can explore and go a route off the off the 
beaten track like um what things could people try and do when i'm on my route can you think of any community goals which it would be really good to see if i was jumping going my way out there because it's like sixty thousand light years you know what i'm saying Twenty thousand light years uh yeah see how far you can go on one tank of gas yeah and i also <laughs> the other thing is i need to get fuel i need people to give me some tritium to get there no problem we can sell it to you <laughs> but it might be that i have to stop at these new are the super um hubs up yet uh the colonial, the colonial bridge. bridge again yeah it's up and so, uh, so if i went if i went it. off the track i could always come back to the hub yeah that's yeah, pretty you, cool if, if you don't though like like on our, I was mentioning you before on my, my alt account and my second carrier, we're doing nothing but exploring. And the thing that I was worried about is that when I loaded up all the tritium on the carrier, what happens if the carrier runs out? Because I'm out in the middle of the sticks. But I was really surprised that when I started looking into it, there's a group of people that have stationed carriers all around the galaxy. Really? And basically, yeah, and basically, you you know, they're not that close, but 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 it's within reason that you can jump your carrier relatively close to one of the other ones. And then fly over there, buy some tritium, and put it on your carrier. It's almost like the fuel rats, but for tritium for your carrier. That's pretty cool. In a, in a, in a way. So you're never really stranded, per se. Uh, yeah. You know, you can, you, you can get some help, which is good because we didn't want to have to go all the way back to the bubble, get tritium, go all the way back out again, go all the way back to the bubble. Yeah, yeah, Who yeah. Who wants to do that? Um, Right, moving on. The next bit of news is, which is absolutely massive, and it's still with Elite Dangerous. How do you feel for all the console gamers hmm. if i was on a console game i'd rightly be pissed and what are we talking about to backtrack uh not very very recently fdev came out and said that they are no longer going to support anything new on consoles so in other words the consoles will never get odyssey they're still stuck in horizons they're only going to get critical updates but other than that nothing new is going to come of it and I understand why they made the decision because they can't yeah. even keep up with PC, let alone having to figure out the but console. But then I don't think but... the consoles can keep up with the graphics of Odyssey uh, and the sheer size right. and everything of it. So it it they had to make a decision. They had to carry on going forward and leave the leave the consoles behind, or they had to stop where they are and keep both running. Now. Right. I personally think they've done the right thing, and that's not just because I'm on PC. I think they've done the right thing for to grow. They, the game, right. is, how old is it? It's already a pretty old game, but they've got the, the potential to keep it growing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger if they, if they go forward. But if they get held right. back by consoles, then that's going to be a problem. Now, I know not everyone can afford a PC, but Elite's not the most intensive game. You could probably, if mm. you've got a console and you've been able to afford a console in the past, you could probably buy a PC in a similar price budget um, to play it on. But for me, I, I'm, I've got to be honest. My honest opinion is I just want to drop all consoles and move on to PC and let them roll with whatever they can do. Um, but I do feel bad. They did come out saying, um, I don't know if you read up on the notes, they actually came out and said... We are working on, if anyone wants to transfer to PC, we will transfer your whole game over. Yeah, and that's what they really had to do. They couldn't just say, you know, cut and dry and you're done, bye. But could you imagine a five, so, uh, like 5,000 hours and then it's like, I love this game and it's everything's gone. I'm curious to see how many of the console players will make the jump to a PC, what the percentage of would. 
I think if they really love the game, they're going to figure out a way to get a hold of a PC and move it over. Um, but at least they have the opportunity now not to lose all their stuff and their ships and everything else, and they can move yeah. it over. Do you want to hear That's a funny a little thing. side story? Sure. So you can hear my uh, cricket phone keeps going off, and then you probably heard it binging as well just now. I didn't hear it. I you did before. It. So my phone started going off, uh, so I was like, it should have been on silent, but it just went off anyway. So I'm looking at it like, obviously, you lot are talking. I'm talking about Elite, and I'm on the podcast, so I'm trying to keep it down and keep it professional, but I'm looking over it like that. And then... I just see, you know, when the message comes out and it's like for WhatsApp, you see that it comes down, it says a message and it says you the first four lines and it goes up and you sort of yeah. go, oh, uh, I'll read that and then I'll, I'll open it if it's important. So I look over and I see it's from my missus and obviously she's downstairs. So I look and I think, oh, it must be important. And then as I look, it says, it's a, the only text I can read is who does she think she is? So I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, what's going on? I don't yeah, know. Well, I'd have a look. I'd have a look. I'd I'd open it up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so I thought, who's she having an argument with now? What's going on? Who does she think she is? Yeah. I don't know what this is about. So you lot are talking about Elite Dangerous. So I press it and it comes up. It's a bloody picture of my cat on the sofa. <laughs> that was Who it. Who does she think she is? Who do you think she is? Oh, that's good. Could have been a lot worse, right? Because uh, <laughs> she's upside down. Um, Eric and cheers for that uh, tier one sub, dude. I really appreciate it. twenty-four months up, peeps. Thank you, ma'am. Um, By the way, speaking of your cat, you had mentioned before that you might want to put a cat cam on your on your cat. No, what it is, I've got a one of them big climbing things for the cats. Right. And I was tempted to put it behind me on there or over in the side and then let the cats jump in and out on it. And I can put a camera on there so people can see the cats and stuff. I know everyone loves a cat. I think cat cams are kind of interesting. Dog cams are better, though. Dog, I ain't got a, a dog. dog person, not a cat person. Why? Uh, I don't. Dogs are like quite dumb. What you say? Really, are just very lovable and quite dumb, and they wait hand and foot on you. Cats have their own agenda. They, yeah, that's true. they scratch <laughs> you. Like you, you live in their life. It's on their terms. Like if they want to spend time. Do you with think you, that's how your dog feels about you? Decision. I find that my dog's just very generous all the time. I find your dog's thinking what you said about the cat about you. <laughs> yeah, pro yeah, probably. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> For a moment, <laughs> me, my, you know when you have yeah, that you moment work it out. the yeah, dog's manipulating you and you don't know. But it. It, it's <laughs> like, the funny thing there is, is like how, how you're actually speaking about how selfish the cat is. My dogs think just sat yeah. there thinking <laughs> yeah. that. But do you want to know another funny? This is totally off subject, but another thing funny about dogs that I find, and I might have said this before, but it's something that repeats in my head all the time. My sister said it to me years ago, and I've never forgotten it. It's just like a random stuck in thing. So, what do you do with your dog when you go out the front door with it? When you take your dog with you, where'd you go? <coughs> the nearest tree. Yeah, so, where'd you go when you take your dog out? <laughs> well, we walk around the neighbourhood on the on the path. Yeah, and you go to the park and you go out for a walk, yeah? We don't... Uh, my dog is just... We just go for walks. We, yeah. I don't, so, I don't go to parks. Obviously, yeah. you you work from home, don't you? But if you was working in an office like most people, my sister said to me, I do feel sorry for dogs because they they only ever go to the park when they go out. So they probably look at you every time you go to work in the morning and they think, you bastard, why are you leaving me behind while you go to the park without me? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that a few times. <laughs> you know, because it only knows that it goes out for walkies, but then obviously it thinks, it doesn't know you go to work. 
So he's just thinking, oh, he's gone out without me again. Every day he goes out without me. And you wonder why he gets so excited oh. when you go get your lead. Yeah, yeah. I wish I was going to the park. Well, sure. speak, speaking of that, while we're on the subject, have you guys ever seen the Secret Life of Pets, the animated movie? Uh, years if ago. you, ha yeah, yeah. If you haven't has, yeah. seen it, watch both movies. There's two of them now, and they're hilarious because a lot of what you just said is what the dog is thinking, and mm. you hear him say this oh, right. like, or whatever in the movie, and it's pretty funny. I'll tell you a good pretty program. Funny. This is well, I don't know why we're going on a, a tangent about someone else, but I'll tell you a really huh. good program that was on. Uh, me and my missus watched all of them. It was um, cameras set up in like a preschool, and then what they do is they bring. Um, Oh, uh, like psychologists Just for kids, floor, right? Yeah, they bring all the. Uh, my kids were actually asked to go on it on the program, but they didn't. Um, but they bring all the psychologists in, and basically what they do is they break down all kids' movement because kids are natural, innit? They just they do what their natural feelings are, whether it's to be mean or to be sneaky or sly. They've got their own agendas that they want to do, and then they just carry them out, but in the sneakiest way ever. And they break down all of the stuff about them. And it's well funny. It's like this guy is getting jealous of that one over there. So he or breaks his pen or something. And like, and then they, they tell you everything that's happening in the circle, like the friend circles and that. <laughs> it's the secret life of a four-year-old or something like yeah, that, right? Yeah, it's really good. Really good. That's funny. I'll have to check it out. Right. Anywho. So uh, we have two other news stories and other things about games. What do you want to cover? Uh... I don't know. Go for whatever, whatever you was on to next, because you haven't got any games on there, Gray. Have you? you ain't played anything, have you? Well, let's stay. Let's stay in this in the scheme of games. There's one thing that uh, is coming with uh, Game Pass, and I'm kind of excited about. I've been looking at this game called Weird West for the longest time, and it's been on my wish list for uh, Steam. And now I find out that it's going to appear on Game uh, Pass at the end of this month, March 30th or 31st. And what it is, it's 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 called Weird West because it's a combination of western a horror uh crossover like desperados and dishonored and, and all that wrapped in all wrapped into one and I, the gameplay that i've seen on this it looks really good and so and i saw this i'm just going like wow that's great game pass so that's coming up on march 31st um there's a few other games coming uh, some you may have heard of some not uh shredders is coming out the 17th dungeon of nalubuk whatever that means, March 17th. Zero Escape, which I've been hearing a few things about, is coming out March 22nd. Uh, Norco, the 24th. Crusader Kings 3, which a lot of people have heard about, is coming uh, March 29th. And, of course, Weird West on March 31st. But if I were you, I would check out Weird West. It really does look good. And the people that created, or some of the people, I should say, that created uh, Dishonored are involved in the game. Um, and, of course, those games are really good. Uh, but this is really looks good. The game really looks really off the wall and different, and I think uh, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. So catch that one when it comes out. I will, and I'll do a review on it when the yeah, time comes. Yeah, let us know. I haven't checked. I haven't checked the uh, Xbox Pass for a little while. I have mm -hmm. to check on there what's uh, new. Um, do you want to say Pocket Fluff UK? Thank you for that sub, uh, Prime sub. Much appreciated. Uh, cheers for that. Really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, I will uh, need to check that out soon. And I haven't put out a... If anyone noticed, I haven't put out a gaming night yet for a couple of weeks. Okay, even well busy, man. Oh, I-68 so is like, a gaming. I can't apologize enough. Like, my stream has been growing and growing and growing. It's been getting really good. And, like, literally, I'm working myself to the bone right now to get the Discord, keep it going, the PCs I'm building, 
the insomnia stream in the zone, the robot, do, doing things. And obviously, I'm building pieces out of other people's houses to bring with them and stuff like that. There's planning of hotels and everything for the next month up until insomnia. It is going to be, for me, like non-stop, all day, all night, doing stuff. You'll be getting... I've been doing like... Um, Bop unboxings i've been putting out did you see i put out a youtube video um, and also i'm going to open up all my youtube videos now uh because i used to do patreon videos and i do tutorials and stuff like that that's gone now because now i've got the discord subs um which start at like one pound fifty or something um because i got the discord subs and that's all through discord um i'm now going to open up all of the graphics card videos and all that sort of stuff the bloopers everything um, I'm going to drip feed them into Discord over the next coming weeks. I don't want to just dump everything in there. Um, and I'm going to be doing a lot more. I've got a lot more videos to make. Um, so I'm hoping that everyone can see that there's got a lot more is going to be going on. And it's going to get much more fun. I will start putting the Gamer Nights out again um, as soon as... Probably probably when Insomnia is over because that's when everybody can relax. We can all go back to normal podcasts, normal gaming. And then we can just like just get back down to earth. Do you know what I mean? Well, to be fair, when Insomnia comes around, you're going to literally be streaming like four days in a row, you know, different things. So you'll be pretty busy. Do you know what my worry is? Is like I've been streaming nearly every day for like the last few weeks um, and we've built up to a level. And if you've ever been a streamer or done streaming, what you'll find is you go away for four days like I've had to because I've had to do other work and you lose all your viewership and then you have to start again. Now, I don't want to turn up at Insomnia for a big old fun party with no viewers. Do you know what I mean? I want to <laughs> I want to build that up to the point we go. And so it's really exciting for everybody going there. Um, but I sadly just can't break myself into four pieces and be everywhere at once. And Gray, like, honestly, everyone, Gray, you see, I'm always talking to Gray personally all the time. We speak every day and I'm always doing something. Like last night, I was out all last night um, doing... I was fixing that little computer for Insomnia. Um, I met up with my friend Arif and Curly, um, and we all met up and we was playing some pool. We got some dinner. And that was probably my own downtime I've had in the last two weeks. It gets, it gets to the point where I'll DM uh, uh, Nick once in a while and go, Nick, are you still there, Nick? Nick, where are you? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I can understand because you're like, are you busy? I take it you're busy. And I'm like, oh, man. Well, it, 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 like, I was meant to have not... a meeting with Scooby tonight, and I haven't. Sorry, Scooby, if you're in the chat. I'll be around after the podcast, but I haven't I haven't actually had any time. I literally got home. I'm nearly late for the podcast. I uh, had loads of stuff to do. Um, but right, let's stop talking about that. Let's ca- carry on with everything else. Um, okay. Who was talking about Stardew Valley? That, that was oh, Max. I had a little bit, but it's not really about Stardew Valley. Is it um, for a game that Comic Clown was talking about in the Discord? I don't know. I didn't see. Cross between Stardew Valley and another game. Well, go ahead, Clax. Since you got it, it. <laughs> it's in there in the notes. Let's go with it. Should we go? Should we get there? Um, well, we're waiting for it's... you to get there. Yeah, which will be a long time. So hopefully you've got all night. That's how the dog feels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So um, a, a, an indie game is coming out in a few months called moonlight in garland i've been keeping my eye on this because i do love uh, stardew valley played it many years ago i think i downloaded it on a trip to the dominican republic um like a, a a holiday and i needed something on my ipad to play on the beach um but yeah it's by a uh solely indie <laughs> developer i just realized to play on the beach 
You're I just realized that public, too. and you're more worried about playing games on the beach. <laughs> That's exactly you know what, what I was. <laughs> you know what it's like with those Proper vacations. Nerd, you, you, you need you need to find something to do. It's like a whole week doing nothing in an all-inclusive. What, you're not well, just sitting there drinking it, cocktails, getting mash up like yeah. I'd be. I was just going to say that you go on the beach, you're going to have a drink, you're going to look at the water, you're going to look at the birds, you're going to go in the water, you're going to all these things you can do. And I play a game on and the beach. And all this time, all this time, where's his dog behind the front door just looking at it? That's going right. Out? You're going to the beach, you didn't take me. He put him in the kennel. <laughs> hey, you could you can sip a pina colada and still play Stardew Valley. It's all good. Um but yeah, it's a it's a cool concept. It's very similar to Stardew Valley, but it's set in a city um and it's like a lifestyle sim um so it's basically ideal for people that maybe have played the hell out of stardew valley but need something to play you basically design a home you fall in love you explore the best the big city um you commute to work all right um so yeah i thought i'd mention it because it's out in a few months and i know there are quite a few people what's the graphics like stardew valley well, it's an in, it's it's kind of eight bit style, right? Oh, grays out. Uh, I'm leaving. I knew he was folded back. He's folded back again. <laughs> <laughs> if you said thirty two bit, I might have been awake, but you know, like. So basically, it's a base a mundane game. So yeah, okay. No, but the and thing is, on, like, and you play it on the beach. <laughs> no, hold on. There was there was one sentence in there which like really popped out for me, which it wouldn't for you, Gray. But for me, it really stood out. Um, and that was when you said, uh, exhausted everything to do in Stardew Valley. Now, that probably means nothing to Grey, but if you've played Stardew Valley, that's a massive sentence to you because Stardew Valley is a game where it might not look all that grey when you look at it. It might look like Zelda from 20 years ago, but it well, actually is an amazing little game that you get really hooked into and you just want to keep playing and playing and playing and playing. To be fair, I watched uh, Shell play it a couple times on Discord, and it, it does look kind of interesting. I don't know if I'd break down and play it, but I but I, it was better than I thought watching her play it, put it that way. It's a really good you know, game. Um, yeah. And like you said, this is in the city. Uh, so do you, you don't, do you know a lot about the game? Do you know, like, obviously in Stardew Valley, you go and do fishing uh, and you build, like, your farm. The whole thing in Stardew Valley is about building a farm. But what would you build in this? This is like you buy a condo and you buy a house and you kit it out with stuff. You buy clothes. It's almost like um, like creating a sense of style for yourself. All right. Do you buy different houses? Yep, I think so. You start off with condos and then you build houses. Mm -hmm. I might have to have a look at that. You kind of upgrade. When you just said condo, that's a good word for uh, Nick. He likes to build condos. Condos? <laughs> I'm lost. Yeah, well, am I lost? Power Unite, you built your own condo. Oh, the condo. I was like, what's yeah. he talking about? I don't know what he's talking about here. Well, I heard the word condo and you could build things. And I said, that's you, man. That's you. We like need to, to go do. back into Tower Night. Maybe we should do a gaming night for that because they've updated it all. And We, we should. That's really... fun. That was a fun game. That is a really yeah, funny game. Let's do a gaming night. That's, that's good fun. I like playing the uh, the golf in the Tower Unite. I like playing the, uh, the poker and uh, a few other games. Definitely, definitely fun. So we um, should do that. Right, let's get into some questions because we're already over the time. Uh, we're getting to some questions and uh, we'll say what we uh, what we think about it. I'll read them out as normal and then you can tell me your views on it. Um, okay. So, uh, first question is from Trainspotting Trevor. And he says, you know when you turn on the XMP profile for your RAM, 
Sounds like it automatically overclocking your RAM. Question is, can or how do we push it further? Um, I have a Corsair DDR4 RAM, and it runs at 3,600 uh, megahertz. Uh, basically, with XMP, I'm sure. Uh, could I increase this like I do on a CPU or GPU? Do any of you mess with your RAM? No, I don't, I don't mess with it at all. Great, you don't even mess with the computer. You don't take the side panel off. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't have to. I got software. <laughs> you even got a bloody Why screwdriver. Why do I have to take the side panel off when I got software? I can sit there and just overclock without doing anything. <laughs> I know, but I, I haven't done so, the RAM, though. I haven't overclocked mine, Nick, but I know when people buy new P or build new PCs, sometimes when they install their RAM, um, depending on their motherboard, it actually can by default run at a much lower clock speed than what you've brought it for, right? So you do have yeah. to make sure that it's it's running at the speed that you I've seen um, some proper high end builders that don't yeah. even turn XMP profile on and I go to their computer and I'm like, Oh my god, how have they not done that? It's yeah, it's like running at 24 megahertz yeah. when it can go up to 36 or something, right? Yeah, so basically, um, there's 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 not too much I want to go into detail with this that you really know. Um, so basically, XMP profile. So when you buy your motherboard, this is your motherboard, left hand. When you buy your motherboard, to keep everything safe, uh, obviously, the motherboard doesn't want to allow things to run faster than it should because uh, it could damage that. The, the RAM has a profile on it that knows how much it can run. So it's like the motherboard doesn't know how fast you can run, but the RAM knows how fast it can run, if you get what I mean. Does that make sense? So yeah. basically, when you get your motherboard, it default at the standard spec what the motherboard runs at. So say you've got uh, a RAM stick that can run at 3,600 megahertz, yeah? Um, mm. The motherboard might put it, like you said, at 2,400 um, and then you get a thing called a except. So basically, the motherboard's choosing what it's happy to run it at when you switch it on. Keeps it all nice. Keeps everything in sync and safe. Now you could get a two thousand four hundred stick, or say you get three thousand six hundred stick. One's much faster than the other. Now, if you put that in there, the motherboard will bring it down and default it to what you think safe. Like I just said, but if you want to make it go faster. When you put the RAM sticks in, each RAM stick will have a profile on it, which is preloaded into it, of what it wants to run at for its like optimal speed. So when you put that into the motherboard, you switch it on, the, the BIOS will come up, and obviously the BIOS is the screen where you can tweak everything. Um, and when that BIOS comes up, on the far left, you have, or you have a section, it will say XMP profile. Now, if you go into the XMP profiles, there might be like two different settings. And say that it's already at, say, 2,400, you'll click this button and it will drop down and it might say uh, 2,600 or it might go 3,000, but they're higher. And what you can do is them two profiles are read off of the RAM sticks. So it means you're basically then saying to the motherboard, look, these RAM sticks are designed to go at this speed with you. It's fine. You select them, you save the BIOS, and when it loads back up, your, uh, your RAM will be running at the speed the RAM wants to go at, not what the motherboard wants to go at to be safe. You know, so it's almost like you tick in a box saying, yeah, you can go fast. It's, I know it's all safe. Um, now, XMP profile is probably the best you would want to piss about with your, your RAM. Yeah, you can overclock it just like you would with a CPU or the GPU. But in my experience, it's not necessary. You aren't going to get massive gains. You're going to get minor gains, but you're going to get lots of issues. Now, memory, what people don't realize about memory is 
it does really bizarre, weird stuff like your mouse might disappear or it might flicker or there might be a little line on the corner of the bottom right end of the screen that has a little white square flicking up and down. Now, from my experience with people that mess around with their RAM, um, not only is it much more instable if you mess with timings on RAM, you have to have it set and it has to be checked a lot to get the timing stable. And what you can do is you can actually change the timings uh, to make it faster and better. But the thing is, I don't even do that myself. I do not see the point in it. It's to it's to squeeze that extra little percentage out of your scoreboard, you know, when you do like your um, benchmarking and stuff. Um, but from my experience, it's just not worth it. What happens is you forget that you've tweaked the timings or you forget that you've um, overclocked it a bit too much. And then weird stuff happens or you might you might forget about it for two months and you start playing cyberpunk. Oh, every time I get to this section, bang, the computer crashes, blue screen of death or whatever. Load it up, does it again. Then you're just like, oh my god, what's going on? You check your overclocks, you check your graphics card overclocks. They look normal. Oh, I don't know what's going on. And then what happens is, all of a sudden you, you realise, oh, I've uh, I messed around with them timings on the thingy. Now, I would say to everybody, don't mess around with your timings. It's not necessarily, yeah. you don't need to do it. Just the XMP profile has been designed to be what the RAM wants to run at to make it perfect. You can make it higher. So like if you go to like say like a really high end uh, RAM sticks, then you can make it you can make it faster. But my advice, you're asking me the question, tra train spotting Trev, um, and my answer to that question is use the XMP profile. Do not change. Um, do not change it. Uh, like Scooby just said, unless you're doing uh, LNT cooling, which is liquid nitrogen, um, you won't get more than a five percent difference from the best manual timings you could do versus XMP. But more often uh, than not, you'll make your PC unstable. And I, trust me, I've experienced this. And I'm not going to lie to everybody. I don't even mess with timings on RAM anymore. I ain't got time for it. Um, it's it's way too much work, too much effort to get the gains over stability. And I can't be bothered to keep playing my computer running and keep crashing. Do you know what I mean? Or play one different game and it crashes or I go and do something else it crashes it's just not worth it um so just leave it on your xmp profile and the thing is the xmp profiles are pretty fast so say you buy like a ddr4 you can get up to like what well, i don't i think it's about 4200 or something on ddr4 um and now you're getting ddr5 going up to like 6000s and stuff i think they've had like an 8000 massive overclock um uh but yeah i would say trev don't Play, you can play with your timings and just see how much you mess your computer up for ages and get to keep resetting the BIOS <laughs> um, and resetting your overclock and manual into default um, and stuff like that. But yeah, my advice is don't mess around with your timings on your... Not unless you really know what you're doing. Um, XMP is the overclock for you. And if, you're, if you are worried about your XMP profile, go into your motherboard. It will say XMP. Do the drop down. It will say default if you haven't got it set. Um, and you can look at the speed of your RAM's running. Then drop down, it will say zero and one. So you have two different specs. Go to zero and go to one. If they're both the same number, say they're both saying 3,600, then you can select one or two of them. Uh, but if sometimes you will get it where it might be like for a certain board, they have profiles that people on that board are preset. Um, and what it will do is it will say like your RAM set at 2,400, but we, it wants to run it at 3,600, but you can try it at 3,800 say and it will jump up a bit more um and that's yeah like you said had xmp1 xmp2 are uh, selected too um and if you look at them they sometimes be the same number with different timings 
and you can read up about which ones are better for what and stuff like that. But yeah, my overall opinion is don't go into that. You don't need to. Any questions for anybody else? Uh, nope. What happened to the last question? Oh, uh, it's, it, I, I dumped it there, but like it wasn't really a question for the podcast, I realize, reading back. It was more of a general question. In, was it in about the, PlayStation? Channel. <laughs> <laughs> if it was about PlayStation, I'd have no problem dropping it there. <laughs> just, just to wind you up and trigger you. All right. I didn't even see it yet. Um, but yeah, uh, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Oh, really? Right on the dot. Right on like 7 p.m. Sorry? Well, 7 p.m. here. But 7 p.m. there. Not it here, there? it's not. It's uh, yeah, 11 yeah, o'clock. Yeah, or five past but um i really do appreciate everybody keep coming back to the podcast um i promise you all if i get a spare minute i will definitely be streaming um i'm gonna try and stream tomorrow morning um it'll be the first time back on elite with the fleet carriers and that great i don't know if you're around or not um should be but and, not at six in the morning my time but yeah i'll be around yeah and <laughs> if anyone wants to force me across the galaxy to colonia in the new fleet carrier uh, just drop your points in. Uh, you'll get a pop-up. Put them in there. Um, I want to say thank you to everybody for the, the Discord subs. They really are helping me out at the moment. They're, like, keeping the whole thing going. It's really cool. Um, and it's all in one place. Uh, anything you guys want to say? Bye-bye. Oh, take that as a note. <laughs> <laughs> Claxton's playing Elden Ringlet. He's well in there. Oh, no, he's not. He's not on his PlayStation. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's in the corner behind him. Every week. Yeah. Right. Um, that brings us to the end of the podcast. I appreciate everybody coming in and getting involved in the chat. If you want to put any of your subjects for us to talk in, you just put in the podcast room on a Discord. Uh, Discord is at extremepcuk.co.uk um, and everything's under that heading. You can go there and see everything. If you want to, uh, to have a personal chat with me about uh, the EPOS uh, H6 uh, Pro headphones, just feel to drop me a line. Um, and apart from that, Stick for the raid, because the raid nowadays gives you 500 points to make me do silly things. So if you want to get to that point where you do want me to uh, be doing more funny things, make sure you hold for that raid. And I will see you guys. Um, I, I don't know if you're going to be around in a minute, Gray, in the Discord. I'm going to chat to you then for two seconds if it's cool. Um, okay. But apart from that, uh, Clax, I don't know if you're jumping in. You can if you want. Otherwise, I'll see you soon. Cheers, everyone. I will see you all later on. Bye-bye. Goodbye. I don't want to set the world on fire I just want to start a flame in your heart In my heart I have but one thing